0: it again on, uh, on Turner movie classic good afternoon I'll convene the, the special meeting of the Indian Wells Housing Authority and we will uh, have roll call please
1: Commissioner Mitchell
2: Present.
1: Commissioner Fletcher Here. Commissioner Hanson Commissioner Mullaney
3: Commissioner Mullaney
1: is present. Commissioner Peabody? Present. Vice Chair Mertens? Present. Chair Roche? Here. All right. Approval of
0: the final agenda. Uh, are there any corrections or additions? Seeing none, uh, by acclamation, we will approve uh, that unanimously. Approval of the meeting minutes of September 12th. Uh, seeing uh, no, are there any? Is, is that hand going up, Mr. I don't think it's going up. Uh, <laughs> he's not even aware that I'm talking about him. All right. Uh, by acclamation, we will approve the um, minutes of September 12th. Public comments, I have no uh, passes. If, if there's an abstention, do we need to take a roll call? vote? No, that's all
4: right. Uh, it can be noted as an abstention, Okay. That's all.
0: Perfect. Thank you. Uh, public comments. I don't have any blue forms. Seeing none, we will forego the reading of that. We move on to general business. Uh, miles crossing, crossing retail assignment of promissory notes. Adopt resolution accepting promissory notes and deeds of trust from successor agency for Miles Crossing Retail LLC project. Uh, Mr. Deitch.
4: Thank you. Uh, Housing Chair and and Commissioners, Uh, the former Indian Wells Redevelopment Agency uh, entered into a certain disposition and development agreement uh, back in May of 2004 with Gerson Investments LLC. Uh, The DDA which I'll call it, was amended uh, seven times, and the Sixth Amendment dealt with what we're here to do today. Pursuant to the Sixth Amendment, the portion of the property subject to the DDA, which lies on the uh, northeast corner of Miles Avenue and Highway 111, was conveyed (coughs) pursuant to an escrow to the developer in exchange not for cash but for two promissory notes secured by two deeds of trust. The key here for purposes of the housing authority is that the money uh, for the purchase of the acquisition of of the property by the uh, redevelopment agency in the first place, way back before the DDA was entered into, uh, was accomplished by using affordable housing funds of the redevelopment agency, the former redevelopment agency. Well, the two notes and deeds of trust are now in play. The notes were due to be paid by the developer on or before August 25 of this year. They were not paid. Both notes are unpaid and overdue, and they are secured by deeds of trust, and therefore um, foreclosure proceedings have begun with respect to both deeds of trust. Uh, Because the property, as I described it, had originally been purchased with redevelopment affordable housing funds, the oversight board of the former redevelopment agency and the successor agency, which is the city, under the law unwinding redevelopment, approved the conveyance, the transfer of housing assets to the housing authority, uh, this board. And because of the nature of the use of the affordable housing fund to acquire the property that is the subject of foreclosure in the first place, it's now appropriate to have an assignment of the notes and deeds of trust from the former redevelopment agency done by the successor agency today on the one hand to the housing authority on the other hand. The housing authority would acquire uh, by assignment both notes AND WOULD BE THE BENEFICIARY UNDER BOTH DEEDS OF TRUST, AND IF THERE IS A FORECLOSURE SALE, THE HOUSING AUTHORITY WILL TAKE TITLE TO THE PROPERTY BECAUSE OF THIS. SO WHAT'S RECOMMENDED FOR YOU TODAY IS TO DO THE FOLLOWING. Uh, TO ADOPT RESOLUTION BILL HA NUMBER 2013-02, ACCEPTING THE ASSIGNMENT OF THE CERTAIN promissory NOTES AND DEEDS OF TRUST FROM THE SUCCESSOR AGENCY, to the former Indian Wells Redevelopment Agency concerning the Miles Crossing Retail LLC project, and furthermore to authorize and direct the Executive Director of the Housing Authority to take such further actions and to execute and cause to be recorded any and all documents deemed necessary and reasonable to accomplish the assignment. I'm here to answer any questions you might have.
2: Does anyone have any questions? Um, I would go, go ahead. ahead. I have one. Mr. Stephen, um, is it important for the Housing Authority to know what the, what the amount is of the promissory notes? Um, that may have been included in some of the information that I don't have, and if it's, if it's not relevant and I should not know that, I'll certainly understand that.
4: No, you certainly can know it. It is set forth in the staff report. Um, if you look on page uh, 20, top of page 20, Commissioner Mitchell, in your staff report, now, all he has, all he has, is the agenda. Oh, really? Well, let me let me tell you then that the, one of the notes is in the principal amount of two million twenty-four thousand two hundred thirty-three dollars. The other of the notes is in the principal amount of two million two hundred ninety-two thousand four hundred six dollars. Both notes have accrued interest. I don't have the interest figures for you, but the total of the two notes together is approximately four point three million dollars principal.
2: So Thank you very much, um, Stephen.
4: You're welcome. You, you got a copy
5: for him? So I do. Oh. Thank you. I would move staff's recommendation. We'll wait. So i got
0: Any. I... Pardon. Uh, is there any other discussion, Mr. Miss <clears throat> Fletcher?
6: No, it was just about whether or not I had an
7: available copy of the document that was just right. handed to Bob.
5: Huh. Um, aren't Aren't you getting the staff Yes, report? we
0: we uh, need to make sure that they have the staff report for this meeting. It's really inappropriate to not have it. Um, CAN SOMEBODY PROVIDE? Uh, SHE'S GONE TO GET HER ONE. OKAY. Yeah. PERFECT. ALL RIGHT. THANK YOU VERY MUCH. ALL IN FAVOR OF THE MOTION, signified BY SAYING AYE.
8: AYE. aye.
9: aye.
0: OPPOSED. Uh, MOTION CARRIES UNANIMOUSLY. AND I HOPE SOMEBODY IS DOING ANNA'S JOB WHILE SHE'S GONE. WHAT DO WE NEED THERE? ANYWAY, WE GO ON TO 5B. Uh, AMENDMENT NUMBER THREE TO SOUTH OF MILES INDEMNIFICATION approve Amendment Number 3 to South of Miles' indemnification agreement and authorize Chairman to execute same. Thank you, Ty. Are you sharing this with Mr. Mitchell, the second one?
4: Uh, Yes, I will.
0: Okay. City Attorney.
4: Okay. Thank you, uh, Chair and Commissioners. Uh, The Indian Wells Housing Authority owns certain real property on which the Garden of Champions That's the tennis garden operator and owner, and Desert Champions. They, too, are part of the ownership of the tennis garden. Uh, They conduct certain activities on the subject property owned by the Indian Wells Housing Authority. That property is about, I think it's 27 acres, located on Miles. It's on the southerly side, side of Miles Avenue. In particular, the property is used by the Garden of Champions and Desert Champions, I'll call them GOC and DC, for event parking when events are held at the Tennis Garden. In addition, a sod farm is operated on the property by John Foster Turf Farms, known as West Coast Turf. The event parking is at least partially located on the sod farm, by the way. Finally, there's a water well located on this property, owned by the Housing Authority, and the the, uh, well supplies water used for irrigation of the sod farm and for any other purposes of the uh, tennis garden. The city and the Housing Authority earlier entered into a certain agreement. It's called an indemnification with the GOC and DC, pursuant to which uh, GOC and D.C. would jointly and severally indemnify, defend, and hold harmless both the city and the housing authority from any liability that might arise regarding the use by GOC, D.C. and the turf farm on the property. The indemnification originally was due to expire on May 17 of this year. It's been extended twice, And now the parties propose to extend it through January 21, 2014, by means of the proposed amendment before you. It's Amendment Number 3. This will provide additional time through January 21 to enable the parties to negotiate a resolution of several outstanding issues regarding the business relationship between the city and the tennis garden. Uh, Some of those issues might include this property. Um, THE PROPOSED AMENDMENT WILL KEEP IN PLACE THE IMPORTANT INDEMNIFICATION THAT I DESCRIBED, WHERE GOC AND DC uh, WILL INDEMNIFY THE CITY AND THE HOUSING AUTHORITY FOR ANY uh, LIABILITIES THAT COULD POSSIBLY ARISE ON THE PROPERTY, INCLUDING ANY THAT MIGHT BE CAUSED BY THE TURF FARM. THE RECOMMENDED ACTION IS FOR THE BOARD OF THE HOUSING AUTHORITY TO uh, approve amendment number three to the indemnification.
0: Are there any questions of the city attorney? Seeing none, may I have a motion for approval?
4: Uh, prior
5: to making a motion, I, I, I would like to state my position on the issue. Uh, while, I, while I do not have an objection, and I think it is necessary that we enter into an agreement covering the property, I am opposed to doing it free. The Tennis Gardens has benefited from this property for a number of years without compensation to the city, the RDA, or the Housing Authority. I believe it is a gift of public funds for us to do that. I think that we should extend the indemnification with a fee attached to it, uh, not only for the use of the property, BUT FOR THE USE OF THE WATER WELL. AND uh, I WOULD NOT SUPPORT uh, GIVING uh, THE, eas- the uh, INDEMNIFICATION AGREEMENT WITHOUT SOME KIND OF JUST COMPENSATION FOR for THAT INDEMNIFICATION AGREEMENT. AND uh, I WOULD uh, 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 ASK THAT THE CITY MANAGER uh, APPRAISE THE VALUE Uh, of the use by the Tennis Garden prior to the city entering into the indemnification agreement? Uh,
0: One uh, one, uh, problem, though, is the indemnification uh, runs only through October 4th of this year, and what this indemnification does, in my understanding, is to give us the three months until January 1st of 2014 uh, to deal with these issues. And you I, I think we all agree with you that we need to look at those issues. Uh, but because we are at that point, we need the indemnification, in my estimation, to protect the city while we put together some sort of legal document uh, to deal with that. Mr. Mullaney.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> the only question I had, Doug, uh, is there a meter on that well? Uh,
5: yes, there is. Uh, they have to de- they they uh, they meter the, the water the amount of water, and they they pay they have to pay CVWD uh, for. Uh, it's a lower rate than what everyone else would pay, but
4: it is a they do pay the CVWD. For
3: when you say they, you mean the tennis the gardens. tennis gardens. Okay, yeah, okay.
4: That's correct. They have a separate customer agreement with CVWD. But uh, two, you need to understand that, that it's not just a
5: water well. Uh, they, they have an area fenced. They use it for storage. They have equipment parked over there um, year-round. So, but, I mean, they're, they're taking advantage of the Housing Authority uh, by using this property without just compensation. And I don't think we can legally do that.
10: The, Mr. Mertens? I would simply say, and I agree with what Mr. Hansen says, But I think that that is an issue that Mr. Peabody and I, as the subcommittee from the City Council and the Tennis Garden, are fully aware of. And this is one of the issues that we, I think, are attempting to address. And by doing this, it gives us the coverage for the three months um, that I think we'll be using to to do the things that you asked for in terms of how the city manager comes back with some information and try to work something out that's that's equitable and so forth. So I, I agree with what you're saying. But I think that this just gives us the time necessary to ensure that we're indemnified, and and, and, then to move forward with the other. So with that, I'll move approval of staff recommendation.
0: Is there a second? Second. Is there any other Uh, discussion? I have a a
2: comment on Doug. What Doug had to say, would you mind? Yeah, no, please go ahead. Thank you. Um, Does the turf farm pay the Indian Wells Tennis Gardens uh, any money for the use of that property?
4: It's our understanding, it was a representation made to me, perhaps to others at the city, that they use the turf farm, they farm the turf there free of charge, except that in exchange for that, the tennis garden apparently provides to the owners of the turf farm free tickets of some kind and some quantity for the professional tennis tournament that is held annually at the tennis garden. I know of no other consideration paid by the turf farm. Uh, It's been explained to me, represented to me by uh, the uh, tennis garden that uh, the turf farm helps them keep the property somewhat dust free and easy for purposes of parking during the tennis tournament. And that is some consideration uh, in effect for the tennis garden paid, in effect, by the turf farm without payment of cash.
2: So in effect then, um, uh, Stephen, the, the turf farm people are really getting get a financial return because they sell the turf, obviously, when they mine it, and uh, no one is getting any benefit from that, including the city. Is that correct?
4: Well, you have to understand two things before I answer, or at least one thing, and that is the turf farm not only farms this portion of our property, but apparently adjacent property that is owned by the Tennis Garden, and which is also used for purposes of event parking by the Tennis Garden. Mm -hmm. So the turf farm operates beyond our property standing alone. that's really the benefit, I think, in answer to your question. The turf farm, without paying anything, uh, provides this benefit to the tennis court. And not to us.
2: No, I understand. Thank you. Thank you very much. Any other
0: comments? No one?
5: No. All right. Well, before you call for the question, I mean, my, my last comment on this, I, I, uh, I, I will vote Uh, in favor of this with the understanding that this is the last indemnification that the city will be providing free of cost to the tennis gardens and that when the city manager does come back to the city council with his recommendation, uh, he does so with the understanding that for the continued use of that property, the, 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 the housing authority will be adequately compensated for its use.
0: All right.
2: May I make a comment on yes. that again, please, mm-hmm. um, uh, Doug? You, you do can you have actually any, move
3: your chair if you want to get away from him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have any
5: any? You can go down and sit on his lap, but he's not Santa Claus.
2: Do you have any thought in mind as to how much we should be remunerated for that? Because no, the, the city,
5: the city manager is going to do manager. an appraisal of it to determine exactly what just compensation
2: is. Okay, because my my point is that we we as a city derive. Uh, a huge amount of revenue from the tennis tournament, and to interrupt any flow of, of competitiveness between the city and the and the In-Mills Tennis Garden and the Turf Farm, to me is counterproductive. That's all I have to say about it. So, in view of that, I'm going to vote against it. Well,
5: <laughs> we well, should vote for no, it because it's a contest.
2: Except that an
0: indemnification agreement is indemnifying the city.
11: It's
5: indemnifying the city.
11: So
0: that we don't have the liability. So it's in our interest to make sure we are indemnified. Yes. Uh, so we have to look at the leases and the other contractual relationships to decide how to go forward. So. Uh, I don't I know what that. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Well, because the way the way Mr. Hansen said it, it didn't. It sounded like the opposite. So I wanted no, to clarify no. that.
2: Thank you, Mary, for that.
0: Okay, call for the yes.
12: I just want to clarify that I appreciate the um, <laughs> comment by Councilmember Hansen, but it wasn't part of the motion, unless you're going to amend the motion.
0: The motion is no, it's not.
12: He had a clerk clarif- He had an additional
5: piece about the
10: it was it was
0: a comment it was a comment it was
5: it was a comment
0: yes all right call for the question uh to approve uh the staff recommendation is is what the the uh, motion is all in favor signified by saying Aye. opposed motion carries unanimously uh, at this point we move on to number 6 executive director's comments and matters from staff does anyone uh have uh, comments mr
6: um, no, we don't.
0: No, you have nothing. Anything from any of the commissioners?
6: Not on this matter, thing.
0: Okay. Well, you can do it on any matter. No, I don't. All right.
5: <laughs> you can pontificate for the yeah.
0: next five. Well, minutes. Well, I could pontificate, <laughs> but that's not why I'm here. Okay. Okay. Mr. Mitchell, anything else? No, thank you, ma'am. Okay. Then we move on. Um, we move on to adjournment to a regularly scheduled meeting. Of of the Indian Wells Housing Authority to be held at 1 p.m. on December 19th in the City Hall Council Chambers. Thank you all.
5: Thank you. you.
0: We have five minutes now before our next meeting. (laughs)
13: Uh. I'm going to apologize for
14: not getting the memo.
15: <laughs> <laughs>
13: memo we've done?
0: All right. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm going to call together uh, the city council meeting of October third. And uh, pledge of allegiance. Scale. We haven't seen you for a while. Do you mind leading us in the pledge?
5: To the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands,
13: one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
1: Thank you. Clerk, will take roll, please. Councilmember Hanson. Present. Councilmember Mullaney.
2: Here.
0: Council
1: Councilmember Peabody. Present. Mayor Po-Tem Mertens. Present. Mayor, Mayor Roach. Here.
0: APPROVAL OF THE FINAL AGENDA, ARE THERE ANY CORRECTIONS OR ADDITIONS? SEEING NONE, uh, WE WILL APPROVE THOSE BY ACCLAMATION. APPROVAL OF THE MEETING MINUTES OF SEPTEMBER 12TH, SPECIAL MEETING AND THE REGULARLY SCHEDULED MEETING. ARE THERE ANY CORRECTIONS TO THE MINUTES? SEEING NONE, uh, WE WILL DO THOSE BY ACCLAMATION ALSO. And,
10: RECORD AN ABSTENTION, PLEASE. Uh,
0: IT WILL uh, RECORD four and an abstention, 4-4, four, four, and an abstention by Mr. Burton's. Number four, proclamations and presentations. Uh, first is a proclamation recognizing September 7th through 13th, 2013 as Fire Prevention Week in the City of uh, Indian Wells. And I think we have a few firemen here and Battalion Chief. Casey Hartman, stations fifty and sixty-nine. And would you come forward up here?
15: Station
5: fifty-five. Where's station John Harvey? Where's your dog? You're going to have to bring him along with you. You don't want to
0: bring everyone up? Come on up, guys. Yeah, they all work hard.
16: These are actually going to, have to do all the work, so... <laughs> so, they, so they better be up here. City Manager, where's our marshal?
0: All right. Uh, we are honoring Fire Prevention Week. Uh, the City of Indian Wells is committed to ensuring the safety and security of all those living in and visiting our city. Whereas fire is a serious public safety concern, both locally and nationally, and homes are where people are at the greatest risk to fire. And whereas, according to the nonprofit National Fire Protection Association, during 2011, fire departments in the United States responded to more than 370,000 home fires that resulted in 2,520 civilian deaths, 13,910 civilian injuries, and 6.9 billion in direct damage. And whereas fire departments in the United States responded to an estimated annual average of 156,000 cooking-related fires between 2007 and 2011, resulting in 4,000 civilian deaths, 5,080 civilian injuries, and 853 million in direct damage. And whereas cooking is the leading cause of home fires and home injury fire injuries, and two of every five home fires start in the kitchen. And whereas unattended cooking was a factor in 34% of reported home cooking fires and two-thirds of home cooking fires started with ignition of food or other cooking materials, and... Whereas Indian Wells first responders are dedicated to reducing the occurrence of home fires and home fire injuries through the protection and prevention education and whereas Indian Wells residents are responsive to public education measures and are able to take personal steps to increase their safety from fire, especially in their homes and kitchens, and whereas the 2013 Fire Prevention Week theme, Prevent Kitchen Fires, effectively serves to remind us this week and throughout the year to develop and practice fire prevention and safety while cooking or in the kitchen. Uh, therefore, I, Mary T. Roach, Mayor of the City of Indian Wells, and behalf of the City Council, do hereby proclaim October 6 through 12, 2013, as Fire Prevention Week throughout the city, and urge the people of Indian Wells to practice fire—excuse me—fire prevention and safety in their kitchen during Fire Prevention Week 2013, and support the many activities and efforts of Indian Wells Fire and Emergency Services. Wow, thank would you very much.
16: Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to thank the City of Indian Wells for being a continued supporter of Fire Prevention Week and just remind you know the citizens that while we you know focus on Fire Prevention Week, it's important to remember these items throughout the year. And again, you know, as the proclamation states, you know, more fires in the home start in the kitchen, so we need to be real diligent when we're in the kitchen, uh, making sure that we don't leave anything unattended in the kitchen. If we're doing baking or something that's going to be long term, and make sure we set timers or something to remind us that something's going on in the kitchen, so we don't get distracted. Uh,
0: anyone else? You want to say something?
16: The workers want
10: to say anything? Anybody? No?
12: No, just once again from the the fire station, just like to thank the city of Indian Wells for your support in all of our endeavors, including Fire Prevention Week.
9: Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. It's a wake-up call in the kitchen, isn't it? All those facts and figures. Thank you very much for being here. NEXT, WE HAVE A PRESENTATION BY ANN Gimbel, REGIONAL DIRECTOR OF ALZHEIMER'S ASSOCIATION ON VARIOUS
6: AVAILABLE SERVICES. Thank you, Mayor Roche and council members. Thank you for your attention. And uh, we just completed World's Alzheimer's Month in September, and November is the Caregivers Month, um, paying attention to caregivers. And I have brought some brochures from our office. We are in Rancho Mirage, but we service from Banning to Blythe. And um, in our valley, there are over 33,000 people that are affected, both caregivers and those with the disease. And I'm sure and I know that they are in Indian Wells as well. So our job is to have support groups and education, um, which we do in our office and other locations both up and down the valley for caregivers and for persons with diagnosis. Um, So just to make you aware of what we're doing in the Valley, and we also have a, uh, it will leave within 10 days, but we have a photographic exhibit by a new resident of the Valley, um, and that is at the Palm Desert Museum. It's the Palm Springs Museum in Palm Desert. So feel free to stop by and look at that also. And uh, any questions that you may have, welcome to call our office. Thank you for your time. Well, thank you. I have a question of you
5: today while you're here. uh, Because it seems to be more prevalent uh, these days uh, than it was years ago. Have they determined is, is there something going on in society today that's or are we just becoming more aware of something that's always been there as it relates to Alzheimer's?
6: There is no cure. So I think it's more awareness. There's a lot of research being done worldwide. And they're catching up with some of the research, but people are being diagnosed earlier, which is very good, because there are four different medications that can delay the onset. So getting the right diagnosis and getting it earlier, we see more and more people in their later 40s. Um, but the statistics are that by the time you're 65, one in eight people will have this disease, dementia, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's is a form of dementia, so that's also under our umbrella. And by the time someone's 85, it's one in two.
5: So One in two? One in two. Fifty percent mm-hmm. of the population will either have dementia, dementia or Alzheimer's.
17: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't think that's what she said. No? I took it to be Fifty percent will have dementia, Alzheimer's, or one of those forms, and fifty percent will not.
6: Right, but okay. one in two people will have the disease. Is are the newest statistics?
0: Right, right. Where you said
5: fifty percent was
6: dementia, fifty percent or one of
5: the other, or yeah. But it's
6: the costs are what we're worried about because the cost to Medicare and other services will is just ballooning and um, I was in Washington DC in April and those are the real concerns are the cost to not just a family with the caregivers but to our health system mm-hmm.
0: all right thank you thank you thank you very thank you. much 4c presentation by the Coachella Valley Water District with an overview on the new chromium 6 in drinking water regulations and potential impacts
15: Good afternoon. Uh, My name is Will Gonzalez. I am the water quality supervisor at the Coachella Valley Water District, and I am here to talk to you about the state's proposed regulation for Chromium 6 in drinking water and its impact on the Coachella Valley. Uh, This is a regulation that the state put out in August of this year, and right now we are in the 45-day comment period to submit comments to the state for their consideration. Uh, that the deadline for that is October 11th and we are planning to submit comments uh, on the proposed regulation and also attend the uh, state meeting uh, also on October 11th uh, currently there is a national standard for total chromium which includes all forms of chromium and that uh, limit is set at uh, 100 parts per billion The state's limit is um, more stringent at 50 parts per billion. And just to give you an idea what a part per billion is, it's one drop of water in a 10000 gallon size swimming pool. So these are really low levels. Um, Back in 1999, the the state uh, started raising concerns about chromium-6 in the ingested form. And uh, in 2000, the Erin Brockovich movie that came out, a blockbuster movie, Uh, brought public awareness to the issue of chromium-6 in drinking water also. In 2001, uh, the state passed a law requiring its regulators to set a limit for chromium-6 in drinking water. In 2008, a rodent study was uh, conducted to calculate the risk uh, involved with um, ingesting chromium-6 in drinking water. In 2011, the state set a public health goal of .02 parts per billion, That's the level of chromium-6 in drinking water where there is no known health effect. And that's the first step in usually setting a standard or a limit. Uh, The limits are usually set as close to the public health goal as economically and technologically feasible, um, and also to protect public health. And like I mentioned, in August of this year, 2013, uh, the state did put out a proposed uh, limit for Chromium 6 at 10 parts per billion.
2: Can
15: I ask a question
0: about that? Yes. Um, uh, we need that on the microphone. We'll, um, no, it, we, it won't reach our tape. Okay. Thank you. Can you hear me? Uh, can you stand up and come forward, please? Just a question about uh, those numbers over there. Uh, you,
3: you said the existing chromium limits are 50 uh, 50 PPBs. Yes, for total
15: okay,
0: chromium.
3: Okay, but over here you're saying that the state sets a health – oh, that's, that's strictly a
2: goal. Yes, the public – But the limit is 50.
15: Yes, the current limit uh, for total chromium in the state is 50 parts per billion.
2: Okay.
3: And, uh, okay, and who, who set that? The state itself, the feds, or what?
15: Yes, the, uh, well, the uh,
3: public health goal is set by the uh, state EPA – Is that a short term or, you know, that's a short – in the short term it's one thing, but that has an integrated effect, the chromium, doesn't it? Isn't it wise to keep it as low as possible much below that?
15: Yeah, this this limit is based on uh, a long-term effect uh, for a person drinking water for 77 years. It's not an acute health effect.
0: Right. Can we go on with the presentation and then maybe he'll answer some questions. Thank you.
15: Okay, uh, in this slide we have a map of the Coachella Valley that shows um, the levels of chromium 6 in our local groundwater. The areas that are shown in blue to green are below 10 parts per billion, with green being closest to 10 parts per billion. The areas from yellow to red are levels above 10 parts per billion, with yellow being closest to 10 parts per billion. And uh, as I indicated, the Chromium-6 levels in our valley are naturally occurring. They are present in our sediments and in our local geology. Our wells range from minus 1 to 21 parts per billion uh, chromium-6. And at the state's proposed limit of 10 ppb, uh, about half of our wells would uh, need treatment to comply with that limit. Um, Right now we have currently 100 active wells, so that's about 50 of our wells. And those 50 wells represent about one-third of all the wells that are impacted statewide. So it is a big impact for us here in our valley. There is no Chromium-6 in the Colorado River water that we use to replenish our aquifer. We've been replenishing our aquifer up in the upper valley since the 1970s, up, up in this, this area here. And you can see where we have actually benefited from that replenishment. Um, Chromium-6 levels are below 10 in, that, in those areas. Um, also, more recently, we started recharging down in here in the lower valley with Colorado River water. And we're also seeing a benefit there as well. So <clears throat> most of the wells that are um, affected by this regulation are mostly in the Rancho Mirage, Palm Desert. Uh, Indian Wells is around this area, just below the 10 ppb level. Um, India, Coachella, Thermal as well are, are affected.
5: Excuse me, where where does Indian Wells show up there? I can't see your marker. Right in there. Okay.
15: Just west of the, uh, kind of in the Cove area.
0: Dead center of the map. hmm
15: Now, um, the Coachella Valley Water District is in a unique position of actually already having treatment plants that remove chromium-6. We have two plants in our East Valley that were constructed to remove arsenic and they also remove chromium six from the water. So uh, because of that, we have about six years of operating experience and we have pretty good cost information as to what is involved in treating water for chromium six. And as always, we try to stay ahead of the game and we are currently participating in two ongoing research projects to test alternative uh, technologies to treat uh, water for chromium six. Now, as far as uh, this proposed regulation, uh, I've been told that this uh, to meet this level is actually going to be one of the most expensive public works projects in our valley. Um, and this graph shows the cost that would be uh, capital cost that would be involved for four different uh, limits: 20 ppb, 10 ppb, 5, and 1 ppb. And obviously, as the limit is lower, it becomes more expensive to treat the water to reach those limits. At 20 ppb, um, we figure it would cost an increase to our customers about $100 per customer per year to treat the water to 20 ppb. And that would uh, result in avoiding five cancer cases per year statewide. At 10 ppb, um, the limit would avoid 12 cancer cases statewide per year. So from going from 20 to 10, uh, you're improving the public benefit by times two. But the cost is going up to $500 per customer per year, or times five. So that's why it's important that um, these limits are set where it protects public health, but is also economically feasible for our customers. So we, we feel that 20 ppb is, is a good balance uh, between uh, improving public protection and also uh, making it economically feasible. And as it always happens when a new regulation is uh, coming, uh, there's a lot of compliance planning that needs to take place. Uh, we have to do our research. We have to look at our sources of water. Uh, We may end up using Colorado River water uh, or a combination of surface water and groundwater to meet this standard. Uh, We might use multiple treatment technologies or find other options uh, to to comply with this limit. Uh, We also have to evaluate funding options, um, also perform more public outreach like we're doing right now to kind of get a feel for what our customers uh, would want us to do. And then after all that's done, we have to develop and implement a compliance plan. So all that takes time. Uh, this, if this limit uh, goes through, we're looking at maybe five to 10 years before we're able to implement the whole thing. Um, and right now the way they, the proposed regulation is set, they're not giving us a compliance schedule. Um, this regulation might be finalized and adopted by the end of the year, and we have to comply with it immediately so that's not going to happen so that'll be one of the things we're going to comment on so our action items are uh, to keep informing the public about this upcoming regulation Um, next monday october 7th we are having a public workshop at our palm desert office where um, stakeholders and customers can come and attend the workshop AND WE CAN SHOW THEM HOW TO uh, SUBMIT COMMENTS TO THE STATE IF THEY WOULD LIKE TO DO SO. Um, LIKE I MENTIONED, WE ARE ALSO GOING TO SUBMIT COMMENTS TO THE STATE BY OCTOBER 11TH AND WE WILL BE AT THE uh, STATE HEARING uh, IN SACRAMENTO ON OCTOBER 11TH AS WELL. Um, SO FOR PUBLIC ACTION, um, IF YOU WOULD LIKE TO VOICE YOUR CONCERNS ABOUT THIS uh, STANDARD OF TEN PPB AND WHAT IMPACT IT'S GOING TO HAVE ON US, it's a good opportunity to request a higher limit that's more protective and affordable for us. Um, and the state, once the state gets our comments, uh, they will revise the limit if they feel it's warranted based on what comments they receive. And uh, one thing I haven't mentioned, there's also a court uh, case that's involved with this uh, regulation. Uh, The state actually got sued for not adopting a regulation by the year 2004. SO LIKE I MENTIONED BEFORE, ONCE THE STATE ADOPTS THE FINAL RULE, it, IT WILL BECOME EFFECTIVE IMMEDIATELY. SO THAT'S A BIG CONCERN FOR US. SO IF YOU HAVE ANY QUESTIONS, uh, I CAN ANSWER THOSE NOW. I have PROVIDED THE CONTACT INFORMATION AT THE BOTTOM THERE FOR SUBMITTING COMMENTS TO THE STATE. Um, THIS CONCLUDES MY PRESENTATION.
0: THANK YOU VERY MUCH. FOR CLARIFICATION, RIGHT NOW THE STATE LIMIT IS AT 50? YES. AND THE there is a proposal going through at the state level that would lower that to 10?
15: Yes. The uh, current standard is for total chromium. It, it includes chromium 6 and it includes other forms. It's uh, all-encompassing. The new proposed standard is specific to chromium 6. It's actually the first in the nation.
0: Uh, and, and the federal level is 100, and, and that's all forms of chromium? Yes, total chromium. And right now it's in the public comment period of time. When does that close?
15: October 11th is the deadline to submit comments to the state.
0: Deadline to the state uh, for their decision on moving it down to 10.
15: Yes, this is a state regulation. It's not a federal regulation.
0: And one third of the, the wells are in the Coachella Valley. Yes. And it will increase everyone's water bill by around 500. Everyone with CVWD at least, mm-hmm. uh, $500 a year. Yes. Okay, i got if, if
5: if it goes to ten, yeah, well, yes. that. But but the, the county, it, this is a, this is an important discussion we're having for all of the valley and our mm-hmm. residents. Mm-hmm. The, THE COUNTY SUPERVISORS JUST TOOK A POSITION ON THAT, uh, AND WHAT WAS THEIR POSITION AT THE LAST MEETING?
15: THAT THE STATE SHOULD uh, RECALCULATE ITS COST FIGURES. Uh, WE FEEL THAT THOSE COST FIGURES HAVE BEEN UNDERESTIMATED. Uh, I THINK THEY FIGURED ABOUT $64 PER CUSTOMER PER YEAR uh, AS THE uh, ECONOMIC IMPACT, uh, BUT THAT'S NOT THE CASE. WELL,
5: uh, A COUPLE OTHER QUICK QUESTIONS FOR YOU. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a, YOU SAID A NATURAL OCCURRING EVENT. In the valley, because of our aquifer and and the sediment that we have, mm-hmm. it's so so and, and you then would constantly uh, recycle the water out of the aquifer to go back into the aquifer after you've treated it for chromium six, right?
15: Uh, some of the water does find its way back into the aquifer. Okay,
5: the- so so also. The, the fact that we we are uh, putting uh, non-potable water, uh, recycled water, if you will, on the golf courses, does that add to chromium-6? How much chromium-6 is in that water? Have they determined that?
15: I, I don't believe that makes a difference. Uh, the chromium-6 is coming from the soil, from the sediments, ah. uh, so um, as far as I know, the Water treatment process for wastewater does not remove.
5: But does this does this have anything to do with years ago that uh, Aaron Brockovich filed a lawsuit, right? Yes. It, it, does this have to do with that original case?
15: Yes, yes it does. That, that movie did bring public awareness to the issue of, of
5: chromium six. Yes. But but that was not a natural occurring event, right? Or no, allegedly it uh, wasn't.
15: No, it wasn't. Pacific Gas and Electric was a local company that was uh, using Chromium-6 as an anti-corrosion inhibitor in its cooling towers. Uh, the cooling towers uh, were part of the procedure for cooling down compressors that they used to move natural gas through a pipeline. And they were putting this um, water in unlined ponds so that water seeped into the ground and contaminated the, their uh, groundwater aquifer. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else have
0: any questions? Mr. Mullaney.
3: if the decision is made to uh, put our level at 10 PPPs or whatever they call them, mm-hmm. uh, and you're basically estimating costs of $500 per household per year, is that a reoccurring cost?
15: It would be per year, yes. Yes, because the uh, there's a huge capital expenditure, and then there's operation and maintenance as well.
3: So what you're very nicely trying to say is that. Your water bill could very much look like your electric bill.
15: Yeah, you're looking at about close to fifty dollars more a month. Forty between forty and fifty. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a lot of money. Well, um, thank you for bringing this to us and and getting out and making the public aware. And uh, is can we do an e blast on uh, getting the
5: PRESENTATION? to the
0: NO, well, NOT THE PRESENTATION, BUT GETTING THE ADDRESS OF WHERE TO MAKE YOUR COMMENTS AND THEN MAYBE A BULLET POINT ON HOW IT AFFECTS YOU. Uh, I THINK THAT'S IMPORTANT FOR OUR RESIDENTS TO BE AWARE AND LET THEM CHIME IN. Uh, BUT OBVIOUSLY AT THE STATE LEVEL, ONLY PUBLIC INPUT IS GOING TO CHANGE THE ATTITUDE. Mm-hmm. AND WHEN WE ARE OUR VALLEY IS SO Majorly affected, as opposed to the rest of the state, it's going to take probably concerted effort from the Coachella Valley mm-hmm. residents and businesses to have enough comments to make a difference.
15: That is I correct. would think. And like I mentioned, we have, do have our workshop on Monday, October seventh. Yes. If anyone's interested in uh, attending, we can okay. show you how to uh, submit comments to the state.
18: Yeah, are, are, are you,
5: are you You're sending uh, out information in your in your invoices. Making the public aware of this as well.
15: I, I believe we have yes.
5: But so how many I, I do to make those? that for, for the mayor's point of view? Yeah, it's good that we're that she suggested we do that. But they're also sending things out to each. Do, do
0: you open up your water bill and look at the? News? I read
5: everything that's in there, Mary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. Thank for you being very here. much. <laughs> All right. We move on to public comments. All persons wishing to address the City Council should fill out a blue public comment request form in advance and hand it to the City Clerk. At the appropriate time, please come forward to the podium and state your name for the record. Speakers are limited to three minutes. Parties are encouraged to submit their comments in writing with any attachments or exhibits they wish to the Council for review, preferably 24 hours prior to the meeting. Speakers can then use their three minutes to summarize the key points of their comments. Please note that you may address the City Council on the agenda item at the time it is discussed, but only after being recognized. Under the Brown Act, the Council should not take action on or discuss matters raised during the public comment portion of the agenda which are not listed on the agenda. Council members may refer such matters to staff for factual information or to be placed on a subsequent agenda for consideration. Notwithstanding the foregoing, council members and staff may briefly respond to statements made or questions posed during the public comment as long as such responses do not constitute any deliberation of the item. I have uh, a few comments here first is Bob Mitchell
2: thank you mayor city council members uh, staff um, residents of Indian Wells I have just a couple little items uh, to discuss before I get to the main one and that is um, I understand there's a meeting with the council members or some of them who are on the tennis committee are going to meet with the Indian Wells Tennis Garden people tomorrow. I would like for them to, if they would not uh, mind, discussing the um, solar panel covering of the sod farm. Um, second, secondly, um, uh, I had uh, t- a discussion with a very reliable source yesterday um, regarding the manager at the new Eureka restaurant. He presented his Indian Wells resident card. And she said, no, we do not accept that. Only Indian Wells, um, only the IW Club accepts that. And I would like very much for someone from the staff or the commission to go by and uh, elucidate the manager and let her know that the resident card may not be used at the Eureka restaurant, but it certainly is more than valuable at, at all of the hotels, all of the shops, all of the spas. And I think that I would like someone to... Uh, really take that responsibility to do it. Um, The last thing, Anna. Several months ago we talked about art um, relative to what's happening at the tennis gardens and art throughout the city. And as I remember, Commissioner Peabody would like the art distributed throughout the city rather than just at... Um, at, at the Indian Wells Tennis Gardens, and I mentioned uh, one of the prettiest courts in the world, which is the Stadio Petrangela, and it is located in Rome and it is adjacent to the Foro Italico. Surrounding surrounding the tennis court, you will notice there are statues, 18 of them. And um, I bring this to the attention of the council and to those in the audience who wish to look at that. That. You can introduce art very, very successfully into any athletic endeavor, and in this case, tennis endeavor. Um, uh, we would not particularly like that type of statue throughout the tennis gardens. I recognize that <laughs> this is a Roman thing, you know, and they are very into, into sculptures and statues. But the concept of the art um, in relation to the uh, tennis garden concept that Larry Ellison is trying to provide which, by the way, he is into Japanese art, uh, I think would make a very, uh, a very uh, uh, outstanding production for our city. Thanks very much for your time. 23 seconds left.
0: <laughs> she didn't turn it on on time, though. <laughs> I noticed. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Okay, next is Gail Macquarie.
8: Thank you, Mayor. Mm-hmm. haven't seen you guys either. I've been traveling and doing some things this Good summer, which is kind of fun. However, I have been watching and checking out what's going on and so forth and so on. But the one thing that really um, caught my eye this summer was that uh, a few of you gentlemen were dressing in what I thought was a very unprofessional manner, very casual, merry and uh, Mayor Pro Tem uh, Ted is the always dressed professional. I think that for anybody to come here in sports coat, uh, a sports shirt, or unprofessional, but that way, my tie uh, is <laughs> unprofessional. I think I think it is a shows lack of respect for not only the citizens here but shows a lack of respect for the council in general. Uh, I know we had a very hot summer, and I can understand. You know, Oh my God, I have to wear a suit every day. Uh, but I would suggest one thing. That tie, if you can't stand to wear a jacket and a tie to come to work, any of you, but you are today, I really appreciate that. Keep a change of clothes here in your office I don't care if you come here in your bathing suit, but I really think that everybody on this council should act and dress professionally. If the staff have to do it, I think you should have to do it. Thank you.
5: Thank you, Gail. But not your birthday suit.
3: All right, that's all I have.
14: I will make one comment. I was not sent the memo that we were going to winter outfits. The summer outfit is a shirt and a pair of pants. That's the that's the city's approved outfit. I don't like that. I'm sorry, but that's I mean that's what it is. That's why. But today is is I was not notified we were going to the winter wear.
0: ALL RIGHT, WE MOVE ON. Uh, ARE THERE ANY RESPONSE TO ANY PRIOR PUBLIC COMMENTS? I DON'T THINK WE HAVE ANY. OKAY, WE MOVE ON TO THE CONSENT CALENDAR. ALL MATTERS LISTED ON THE CONSENT CALENDAR ARE CONSIDERED TO BE ROUTINE AND WILL BE ENACTED BY ONE VOTE. THERE WILL BE NO SEPARATE DISCUSSION OF THESE ITEMS UNLESS MEMBERS OF THE CITY COUNCIL OR AUDIENCE REQUEST THAT SPECIFIC ITEMS BE REMOVED FROM THE CONSENT CALENDAR FOR SEPARATE DISCUSSION AND ACTION. IF YOU WISH TO ADDRESS THE CITY COUNCIL, PLEASE FILL OUT A PUBLIC REQUEST FORM IN ADVANCE AND HAND IT TO THE CITY clerk. PLEASE STATE YOUR NAME FOR THE RECORD. FINANCIAL MATTERS WILL BE INDICATED AS BUDGETED. Um, WE HAVE, um, DOES ANYONE FROM COUNCIL WISH TO PULL AN ITEM?
5: YES, ITEM A.
0: ITEM A. Um, ANYONE ELSE? All right. Seeing none, uh, does anyone from the audience wish to pull an item? Seeing none, may I have a motion to approve 6B, C, and D?
5: I so move. Second.
0: Uh, all in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries unanimously. All right. 6A, Aye. Amendment Number 3 to South of Miles Indemnification. Approve Amendment Number 3 to South of Miles Indemnification, indemnification Agreement and authorize Mayor to execute same. Uh, our city attorney just walked out, and he's the one who needs to present this. Are there specific questions, or you just want to make this statement again?
5: I will, <laughs> after he presents okay. uh, the position and the reason for it.
0: All right. We, uh, WE DEALT WITH THIS ISSUE WITH THE HOUSING AUTHORITY, AND THE HOUSING AUTHORITY APPROVED THE ISSUE. SO NOW THE SUCCESSOR AGENCY HAS TO APPROVE IT, WHICH IS US. SO WE, we JUST DID THIS the, AN HOUR AGO. MR. DEICH.
4: THANK YOU. I APOLOGIZE FOR uh, JUST STEPPING OUT A MINUTE. Uh, THE CITY uh, COUNCIL IS ASKED TO APPROVE A CERTAIN AMENDMENT NUMBER THREE TO A SOUTH OF MILES INDEMNIFICATION. As you've uh, already mentioned, the Housing Authority earlier today approved Amendment Number 3 to the South of Miles indemnification as well. And that's because the Housing Authority actually owns the real property involved here. And that's approximately, I believe, 27 acres of real property south of Miles Avenue. And it's uh, near the uh, Tennis Garden. Uh, as I mentioned, the Housing Authority owns its property. Uh, But on this property is a well and also a turf farm operated by uh, John Foster Turf Farms, also known as West Coast Turf. And uh, the turf farm has been operating on our property and also adjacent property owned by the tennis garden and for purposes of really maintaining a parking area for event parking for the tennis tournament held annually in March, usually every year. Uh, It's a means of dust control and also a means of making for a nice parking area. But part of that turf farm is operated on our property, and a water well serves that turf farm, and uh, the turf farm next door on the Tennis Garden property as well, and the well is on our property. Uh, Because uh, of usage of our property by the Tennis Garden for purposes of parking, Uh, and for purposes of letting the turf farm operate at the Tennis Garden's pleasure next door and also on a portion of our property, uh, there are potential liabilities that could arise because of that usage by the Tennis Garden, and I'll call it their subtenant, the turf farm. Because of that, the city, the housing authority, and the Tennis Garden have entered into an indemnification in the past, and it's been amended a couple of times, to extend through tomorrow, October 4. And the indemnification provides that the Garden of Champions and uh, Desert Champions, which own the tennis garden, will indemnify the city for any liabilities that might arise regarding their use of the property, and that includes not only use of the well. Not only parking on our property, but also the turf farm operations. Uh, the proposed amendment before you today, Amendment Number 3, would extend this indemnification beyond tomorrow through and including January 21, 2014. It's for the benefit of the city and the housing authority. And the city attorney recommends that the city council, uh, by motion, approve Amendment Number 3 before you today. Thank you.
0: All right. Mr. Hansen.
4: Any uh,
5: public? uh,
0: No, not on that.
5: Uh, A couple questions, uh, City Attorney. Um, um, Why does the city have have to be a signature to the indemnification agreement if the Housing Authority is the owner of the land?
4: Well, it probably is not literally required. However, it's nice and recommended because it provides more insulation to the city itself Uh, in the event there is any enterprise on the property, any undertaking by the Tennis Garden where the city itself could otherwise be sued, be exposed to liability, anything unknown. Sort of so, built,
5: built and suspenders, sort of mentality, and the protection for the city.
4: That's correct. That's it's good. a little extra protection.
5: We just heard a presentation by CVWD about chromium 6 and the water. And I would assume that water wells pumping out chromium 6 and spreading it. Are we fully indemnified by, the, by,
4: the, uh, by their action in pumping water out of that well? By the Tennis Garden's action and pumping, you mean? or yeah, by? right. All right. Uh, this indemnification certainly would provide uh, uh, coverage to the city and the housing authority for anything like that to the extent there could be liability. And I would go beyond that and suggest that CVWD itself might be the real party in interest. That might be the party that should be concerned about any liability. Okay. But th- this would help, certainly. Thank you for answering that.
5: Uh, I, am, I am going to, uh, again, I, I will support this indemnification because we do need to be protected with the understanding uh, that when, when we it does come back before the City Council in, in uh, January, uh, this, this, this property has been used by the Tennis Gardens not only for the extraction of water, but for their parking and for the sod farm. Uh, far too long without compensation. Uh, they've gotten this free. The Housing Authority uh, needs to be compensated fairly uh, for the Tennis Garden's use of this property. And so, as we discussed earlier in the Housing Authority, City Manager has agreed to come back in January. The <laughs> City Manager has agreed was a part of the emotion that you agreed to come back uh, to, with a recommendation to the City Council. On just compensation for the use of that property. So, I, with that, I will make a motion to approve item A. Is
7: there
0: a second? Second. All in favor?
5: Again could I
12: ask for clarification yes, I because I I, be clarification. I didn't understand the motion from the housing authority to be to include uh, me returning with any sort of a report
5: on just. It the was. Process. It was not. Nor is this one. Okay. 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 This is not part of the motion, but I thought we had an understanding that you would be coming back in January with that recommendation. Is that not the case?
12: No, I don't know that that is the case. And I didn't, that's why I had asked before if it was part of the motion, if I was directed to return with that specifically. And so I don't know what will come back either in January or before January to. Deal with that indemnification agreement by oh, Are you not, not negotiating
5: right now with the tennis gardens for coverage and compensation for the use of that property?
12: Yes, among okay. other things.
5: Okay. But that is part of it, is it not correct? Yes. Okay. When you come back to, with us in January, I would hope that you would come back with a rec- recommendation to us about some kind of compensation to the city for the tennis gardens use of that property. Is that not a a fair assumption of what you will be doing?
12: Well, I don't want to try to split words. I just want to understand if that is a direction, if that is part of the motion, then I will certainly produce that. Uh, I don't know if that will be what my recommendation occurs, What my recommendation will actually be in January. Well, the, the I just want to make sure that I fully January, understand right? the motion. So if the motion is that I'm in January I'm to come back with some sort of recommendation about compensation on the use of that uh, property and the well. That is a different motion than simply the extension of the uh, uh, indemnification agreement that I've requested.
0: The motion was to uh, what we approved before was to approve the indemnification agreement. And that's the motion and the extension, you just made.
5: And that it is. It is. So I guess we're going, in order to get clarification, we're going to have to agendize the item again for council so that we can give you clear direction on what we expect from you in January. That's what you're looking for, right?
12: No, I think there's a council committee that's already working on that issue, and I think that they are working on a variety of issues with respect to the tennis garden, and we will bring back the work of the committee, hopefully prior to January, and, and this, that's why we moved the extension far enough out that we think we could get that work done, and we would report back to the city council based on the uh, council's committee's work. So I do not think that we need to agendize it again. I'm just trying to clarify the motion.
5: But we, this, this, this um, extension of the indemnification ends in January, so we'll have to do something by then, Right. Yes. Okay.
0: But the key is we have to indemnify the
5: city. That's the key. Right, Right. which is why I made the motion. I, I, I agree that we do need the indemnification.
0: All right. All in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed. Motion carries. We move on to General Business 7A, renaming and rebranding of the IW Club restaurant and bar. Um, Steve Rosen. Or oh, it's going to start with Kevin. Yeah,
11: good. Uh, Thank you, uh, Honorable Mayor and members of the City Council. Uh, We will have uh, Mr. Rosen and FG Creative uh, present their uh, findings to the Council in just a moment. But by way of background, uh, during the development of the fiscal year 2013-2014 City Council Work Plan, the City Council directed Troon to develop a long-term, financially sustainable plan for the golf resort. In July and then again in August of this year, Troon presented a multi-tiered approach, which would sustain long-term profitability at the golf resort. The plan included 18 different implementation strategies, including a name change to the upstairs dining room. Council approved the strategic plan and then directed Troon to hire a third-party professional marketing and branding company to assist with the name change. Troon solicited bids and selected FG Creative as their marketing partners. Today, Troon, along with FG Creative, will present the reasoning necessitating the name change for the restaurant. I'm going to ask Mr. Rosen and Michelle McLaughlin from FG Creative to approach the dais and present to you their findings.
19: Thank you, Mr. McCarthy. Good afternoon, Madam Mayor, City Council, City staff, Indian Wells residents. Uh, My name is Steve Rosen, and I'm the general manager for the Indian Wells Golf Resort. I'm here today, as per what uh, we just heard Mr. McCarthy uh, say, to introduce you to FG Creative. We've gone through the due diligence process of interviewing numerous companies, as per your direction of going out and finding a third party to uh, go through the naming process. And uh, through all of our due diligence, we uh, came upon FG Creative, and they've gone through extensive uh, studies, surveys, and what you see before you in this presentation today. I'm going to introduce uh, Michelle McLaughlin to take you through this, and uh, we'll be here certainly to answer any questions that there may be as well. So with that, Michelle.
17: Thank you. Good afternoon, Mayor and members of the City Council. We look forward to presenting to you today our findings from our research and planning and branding. Okay. I'm going to give just a little background overview. This is not new news, but I felt it was important to include where we started with IW Club back in 2006. You hired a team of branding specialists, and they came up with some very specific criteria that was important that you uh, follow in naming the club. No, that it was not just a place for golfers to congregate. There was inspiring architecture, which, as you can see today, that is very true to form, one of the most beautiful buildings in the valley. Spectacular views, a very iconic representation of the city, and a gathering spot for the community at large. We know that it, that the residents have the benefit of enjoying it, but we want it to be more than that, more for the community, and continue with the experience of sophistication that Indian Wells is so well known for. The IW Club has, in fact, become a gathering place, but the name has resonated, Private Club, to Valley locals and to tourists who pass it by for other dining venues. As we know, the Valley has had, even we had an economic downturn, but there's been huge growth in the Valley, including the tennis tournament that's here in Indian Wells, the Craft Nabisco, we've got Fashion Week. There's so many opportunities here to capitalize on tourism dollars that we feel that the city could be missing out on. And we're gonna show you exactly why we feel that way. The strategic plan that was put together and presented by Steve Rosen um, for 2013-14 includes a vision to change the restaurant name and the culinary concept of the restaurant to make it more appealing, make it a destination restaurant, avoid leakage that is going out to other cities and keep that revenue and um, keep attracting uh, patrons to come to Indian Wells. So we went to the Palm Springs Desert Resort CBA and they had done an awareness study that was very current and it shows that potential visitors are well-traveled, they're high spending and enjoy fine dining. I think we all probably knew that. But this, this statistic was very significant, food and beverage amounted to 900 million and is the largest visitor spending category, capturing 23% of visitor spending. So we feel that the renaming, branding, and accelerated marketing and public relations efforts not only will have multiple benefits to the city, it's gonna there's gonna be a huge buzz created around this, a lot of excitement that'll be bringing Indian Wells on the forefront of our community as we approach season. So there's gonna be a lot of positive increased awareness for the city of Indian Wells. IW Cub lack of brand equity as a dining restaurant. Indian Wells has done an exceptional job uh, branding the city. Uh, I, I have commented before, I've never seen a city like this in my travels, certainly not in this community that has such significant effort that has been put into their branding and the beauty that goes with that. However, there's been some confusion and lack of brand equity over the name IW Club in context with Indian Wells Country Club and Indian Wells Resort Hotel. The club portion makes it seem private or private for Indian Wells residents only. So we did a poll of of top trusted community leaders that were outside of Indian Wells. We wanted to hear their comments. They were chosen as attorneys, business owners, community leaders, accountants, marketing professionals. These are people that actually fit your demographic and they've lived here over 10 years or more. What we learned was that 85% were familiar with IW Club, so that was very positive. But when asked what came to mind when they heard the name, the responses ranged from exclusive to residents only and private club. Here's a a screenshot of the uh, survey that shows you, are you familiar with IW Club? It was 85%, almost 15% were not familiar. How long have they lived in the desert? We broke it down into these three segments. The 10 plus years was well over 60% and many of those were 20, 30 years. So they had lived through that change of uh, IW Club coming to what it is today. The lack of brand equity as a dining restaurant, which is what we want to stay focused on. It was important that those that had polled were familiar with it, but only 60% have visited the IW Club. The poll also supported the renaming of the club when asked, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the IW Club name? These were the top three responses, and then I'm going to show you following up with a slide that shows the, what all the responses were. Golf club, exclusive and upscale, which we want that. Private club, open to Indian Wells residents. These were all the various different answers that came here. Anything from raging of never heard of it to a, a nightclub, strictly a golf club, uh, venue for weddings, things like that. So currently, the restaurant and bar receives 20% of its revenue from Indian Wells residents. And the balance then must come from the surrounding community, the 80% from the the locals, the seasonal residents, the the tourists. So we feel the timing is ideal to change the name as season is upon us. Uh, There are timing issues in getting this done properly and correctly and being able to launch the restaurant. So we want to send the signal to our communities around us and the tourists that there's going to be a high quality destination restaurant. That's the term I keep using because it's, we want it to be a choice for an experience that's contemporary and unique and inviting and something different that is going to draw them to Indian Wells. So we went into branding, uh, planning sessions. We've had several. Uh, the prestigious city of Indian Wells is, is definitely known for its history and beauty, and there are many reasons why people come from all over the world to travel here. The new restaurant concept and names that you're going to be seeing here support and enhance that Indian Wells image that's been established, and a lot of it is tied to um, the panoramic vistas and the views that you'll, you see here in Indian Wells. The concept I know Steve has reviewed with you prior, I'm just going to do a quick overview They're working on interior renovation, uh, modernizing that, new innovative menu with new chef, Kale, gastropub with high quality bar foods, appetizers, and a sushi component, focusing on a really hot topic right now which is farm to table fresh selections, handcrafted cocktails, craft beers, And a a really dynamic, different atmosphere unlike any other in the desert that also can attract a little bit of a younger audience to come into the facility. So the brand essence and planning, these these items came clearly to the top for the names that were chosen. They must meet this criteria. The terrific central location, the Indian Wells notoriety, the panoramic vistas, the gastropub dining concept to attract new patrons upscale dining the name had to be balanced it had to have general appeal and it had to have longevity let's say a few years from now they want to change the farm to table fresh concept to something else we want this name to work we want this name to last for a long time so it couldn't be too trendy or obscure and the priority item was to stop the confusion over IW club being private. So each brand that we're going to show you has a really strong, really powerful, commanding uh, color palette with the dimensions of appeal, excitement, vibrancy, sophistication was very important, and quality. And the graphics represent the panoramic views, um, organic, handcrafted quality, and, and tie into the circular shape of the architecture and the design of the building. This was on the website, and I thought there's nothing better than to look at these views and see how, when you're perched on that second floor, you take advantage of the commanding views surrounding you. And this is what you're going to see in the brands we're going to show you. Three names emerged as a top choice in the survey. However, it's been narrowed down to two names that support the goals not only for revenue and growth and to fit the target market. And again, to position you as a destination restaurant concept at the Indian Wells Golf Resort. This is the first. This is a a simplified um, sample menu cover. This is Radius Grill. You'll see that in everything that we would be doing, we're recommending co-branding. It's very important that we position this restaurant at the Indian Wells Golf Resort. So we continue to enhance and build on that brand. This is a very rough, <laughs> I didn't know my, music, my presentation had music. <laughs> this is a, it's a building uh, layout at the top of the building. <laughs> is that you, Mel? <laughs> Do you need me to back up? <laughs> okay, so here's the radius at the top of the building and then here on the, on the sign at the entrance view, grill, and bar, again positioned with the co-branding with Indian Wells Golf Resort. View on the building and up front. So in closing, um, we'd like to just say that all of the evidence we feel points to the, the great benefits of the remodeling and the experience and renaming of the IW Club. We think it will spark curiosity. The new menu, the decor, its going to bring a lot of of word-of-mouth attraction to the city. And it will most importantly alleviate the name confusion, dispel the private club impression that's out there, and give us a fresh start in the mind of the public, uh, not only within Indian Wells, but outside and garner that new market that we're looking for. So thank you for allowing us to present today.
0: All right. Does anyone have any questions before we go to public comments? Okay. Seeing none, uh, we'll go to public comments at this point. Thank you very much. Uh, Gail McQuarrie.
3: Uh,
8: Gail McQuarrie again, uh, Casa Dorado. Um, I like the IW club name. I'm sorry. I just uh, People are going to say, Radius, where's the Radius? Oh, it was, it's at the IW Club. You know, <laughs> I just mentioned the IW Club. But the reason I'm up here is because whether you rename it or you don't rename it, you're going to have to do something regarding um, the food. You're going to have to do something regarding the entertainment. Um, I was there twice, and I'm not going to go back until it reopens under whatever you're going to do. There was a, a kid up there in jeans and flip-flops, and he was setting up a guitar and an amplifier. And this was like at 5 o'clock at night. And we were gonna, I met my cousin, we are going to have a little happy hour and talk. I haven't seen her for a while. We could not talk. He started singing these stupid folk songs so loud. Nobody, I, couldn't, I couldn't concentrate. The food was not that great either. I thought, where in the world are they getting this amateur hour? Plus, his little girlfriend was going around giving cards to all the tables trying to get more business for this little kid. And then I was there on a Monday night. Somebody was trying to sing, uh, sort of like a poor man's Frank DeSalvo. So anyway, um, the seating was communal. I have never seen anything like it in my life. We have these big tables and you're sitting two, two four, six different couples together. Uh, so that was not good, I didn't think. Um, I know a little something about music. I come from a, a showbiz family. I was in showbiz, so I know if somebody's singing on key or off key. But um, they're going to have to, if you want to make this a top-notch place, you're going to have to spend some bucks and get better entertainment there or change your entertainment, entertainment director. Um music should not start if you're going to have a happy hour. You don't want to have somebody screaming and yelling during the happy hour. You know, happy hour music that you're going to have shouldn't be starting till about 6:37 o'clock at night. If you look anywhere, The Nest doesn't start till 7. Uh Vicky's doesn't start till 7. None of the music that you're going to have be entertain start then. So it's this, these are suggestions, but I, I I have a little background in this. So anyway, the, my experience is there, and I hate to say this, this, is the first time I have always loved the IW Club. I have always loved their food. It's been such a high-class place to come to, and I think that's what the lady was talking about, sophistication. It is not that way anymore, and I hope it does change with the changes you're making. But again, I, I think the IW Club should keep its name. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Gail. David Ramsey. David celebrated his uh, 80th birthday this week. Congratulations. Happy birthday.
5: Mary, uh, if I may, too, uh, uh, Sven Larson also celebrated his 86th birthday yesterday. Sven,
18: Fabulous. throw your hand. <laughs> Even older than me. It's a great time for Libras, David Ramsey. Uh, I would welcome the demise of the word club, and I would call somebody far more famous to counter my support, Groucho Marx. I think he famously said, the only club I would ever join is one that wouldn't allow me in. <laughs> I've had some. Ever since i read economics, I've had great difficulty with... Uh, Alphabet soup agencies. Remember, Roosevelt had NRA and MFA and TWA and every sort of. I think TWA was the airline. But uh, I have some doubt about IW. If I lived somewhere else, I wouldn't say I am going to IW this afternoon. I would go to Indian. I'm going to Indian Wells. I think we should spell out Indian Wells here. Uh, uh, I know it is fashionable to call Los Angeles, LA, but we are not Los Angeles or LA, thank God. Uh, I would like, I I would say that to keep it simple, I think somebody, without adding the usual purpose to it, I would say the name for this place should be Indian Wells Resort. Uh, I'm doubtful about adding words like radius and view. Uh, I would say keep it simple. I think Indian Wells, uh, bear in mind one thing, we represent the extraordinary situation. Particularly, if you look south from the terrace over the mountain that at various times in existence has been called Eisenhower Peak and Dog Mountain, because it looks like a dog. You looked at it at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Thank you.
0: Thank you, David. Next, Rocky Randall.
9: Hello, everyone. Um, first of all I want to say notorious is a very bad word that bothered me when I saw that written up there that IW Club is notorious notorious the um, definition of notorious is uh, famous for being bad basically I disagree that bothers me a lot number two I love the Indian Wells Club, as you know. I think it's wonderful. I hate the fact that we're going to change the name of the whole club. Keep it on Indian Wells. Shea Indian Wells. Anything with Indian Wells in it. If you want to call the restaurant View, fine. Call the restaurant View. I don't like the name Radius. I think it's weird. It doesn't make sense at all. Um, I agree with uh, Gail on the... um, Entertainment. I've said it to Stephen. I love Stephen. He's a wonderful guy. But I think that the uh, entertainment is very below standard. Um, I, I, a gentleman getting up and singing with a, a tape and a box—that's no more than what do you call it? Um, karaoke. Um, I my my experience is also in entertainment. I would never do a show with a karaoke machine. Um, I think we have to keep it high keep the scale high Yes, we can have younger people. That's fine. I don't mind younger people but With class I do not like the word notorious. I do not want us to change the name of the Indian Wells Club I do think it's a nice idea to spell it out Indian Wells Club or just Indian Wells view is okay for the restaurant and uh, the food I think is getting a little better Um I I totally agree that the entertainment is wrong and we have to have good entertainment in order to have people find it as a destination uh, to go because there's a lot of wonderful restaurants in town, excellent restaurants in the desert. However, we have to do something special to make it that type of place that people wanna be. So I do agree, better entertainment, not somebody singing with tapes, not somebody singing with a machine. And uh, I do agree with the the, uh, dress. Sorry, I'm not dressed the way I should be today. But however, I do think when you are entertaining a group of people that you should look like an entertainer, look special. I want to see the class that we have in this town to stay that way. I don't want to see it change. And I want the IW club.
0: (laughs) Uh, Rocky, give your name on the tape, would you?
9: Oh, Rocky Randall, and I'm a resident. And I'm sorry, I'm very passionate about the club very passionate i think it's beautiful i watched every concrete block being laid and i love the place so that's thank what i have to much. say thank
0: you very much next denny booth
13: well i didn't intend to speak today so nobody's going to win the bet Now that you have, I won. Anyway, uh, my name is Denny Booth. I live here in Indian Wells, Uh, Mayor, Rose City Council members and uh, residents uh, and visitors. Uh, I – blows my mind on some of the things that have been said here today. And uh, I think I would ask a question, are we going to have a dress code for people attending the council meetings? I mean what what a discussion item to have today! Uh, I think it is apparent that Gail is not aware that this is an evolving project that started July first and was very much needed and it's it 'll be a part of the construction will while well, the construction will be completed in december, so looking at the tables of how many people are sitting there that 's a temporary situation while they redo what we're going to have by the time of December. Uh, the music and all of these good things, the name, uh, I don't know where it's going to end. I, I do say I don't like the name Radius, but I don't know what that tells me. It's, it refers to tires. I do happen to like the uh, the word view because it is one hell of a view. and. Uh, and I can see why the IW club, uh, which didn't start out as the IW club, it started out as the Indian Wells, I think, club or restaurant, I'm not sure which it was, but it was a second change. And now this will be a third change. So whether or not it gets changed or stay as it is, I don't know. But uh, anyway, it is something that is evolving and it will get better. And. Thank God that uh, we have Steve Rosen here to see this job through because he just started here, July first. Give him time.
0: Thank you, Dean Bob Mitchell,
2: Mayor, City Council members, uh, Bob Mitchell, uh, seventy-four, eight-one-two, Village Center Drive, uh, Annie Wells. I really have a question for Michelle. I wondered if you would mind uh, Mayor if I asked her that. Um, Go ahead Michelle, um, did you give any consideration to asking the, the residents to participate in choosing a name, yeah. and was that and was that covered in your presentation?
19: Yes.
0: We need
3: to
2: have you come up if you're going to
19: answer questions. Uh, Uh, An e-blast was sent out earlier as part of our original presentation with regards to the strategic plan and and direction given to council. An e-blast was sent out by the city soliciting names in which we did take that information into account, of which some of those names that did come back were actually close to and a part of what FG Creative came up with. So, yes, the answer to your question.
2: do we have any say in uh, future consideration for names sure. and uh, if we do, how will that be instigated and that's that's really all of my questions and thank you well
0: that's that's probably a good question because um, they're pushing for a decision based on the fact that they need to do the marketing and signage, et cetera for the season, so the decision is upon us rapidly, unless we decide that it's not important to that that it's too important to make a decision that might be erroneous, in my estimation. But we're going to have to make a decision one way or the other within a short period of time for them uh, to get ready for season. Um, I have one more.
14: No, just, just okay. to answer Bob's question. There were only 18 responses. From the citizens regarding the naming of the restaurant? Yes.
0: But none of them were radius or view. <laughs> uh,
13: uh, let me please ask a question because I think when you talk about this uh, Indian Wells blast, you probably have, just like the uh, town hall meeting, you're not getting the message out to the residents. I don't get these IW blasts. I'm, t- I'm told this is a problem with Time Warners and my webmail. And so if you only got 12 answers, you didn't get one from me because I didn't get the email. And I bet you have one heck of a lot of residents are not getting the communications from you.
0: That may be 24- So you better take a look at it. it. Okay, thank you, Denny. Um, are <laughs> we in an open... Uh- Comment session. You can't. You can't talk from there, uh, Rocky. Jacqueline Bradley. If you want to speak again and have something else to say, you're gonna to
7: have to come up. Jacqueline Bradley, um, Indian Wells, Mayor Mary Roach, Council Members. Um, I've made it sort of a, a an issue the last, like, two months, ever since Steve has started to initiate his changes, of going over and having lunch at the IW Club, which is something I hadn't done much because I had been so turned away by the poor food and service through the years. Um, I think Steve Rosen is doing a great job. Uh, I just was there last Friday with parish Parrish, and i got in a huge conversation with a guy that was waiting on us and he was just raving about how you you practically have to have a reservation to get in there at night the place is packed you know and he just was so excited about all the changes and the things that were coming up and um, i don't think i've ever seen the staff over there that excited about anything and i just think it's it's going to take time um, and you know I, I like the view maybe we could call it the view at indian wells that way you've got your Indian Wells in there, um, but I, I think that you know we we've gone over this for many meetings about how this place needs help, and you requested that and it's in place and it's happening. And I know for some people, change is very very difficult. Um, but I think when the place is losing money as much as this one was, I think your your choice to go ahead with these changes has been very very timely. Thank you.
0: Thank you. That's all the uh, uh, public request form, comment forms I have does anyone else wish to speak Rocky do you want to come back up or yes we'll come on back up um, Anyone else before we move on
9: I just wanted to say Rocky Randall again I just want to say that I think what Steve is doing is a wonderful job I think he is doing a great job but I think some of the people that work for them, him do not know exactly what we want. And um, I have a feeling that when the people come back for the season, which they're slowly coming back, they're going to think that we, uh, if we change the name of everything, they're going to think that we sold out to someone else that's coming in and now running the restaurant, that it's not the city. I think that uh, the idea of keeping the name Indian Wells View underneath it is okay, but I just radius. I'm totally against, and uh, uh, that basically that's it. But I do commend I do commend Steve for coming in and doing a good job that he is doing. Just don't agree with the name and
0: something. All right, thank you very much. All right, Council. We've got a (laughs) ticklish situation here.
14: Uh, Let let, me me, let me try to this is my business. This is what I have done for a living for 40, 50 years now. And concept work is something that I've done, including companies like La Salsa, some very successful companies. One of the, the, the problem is correct. The name club is just the wrong name for a restaurant and a location. Indian Wells Golf Resort is a perfect name that's what it is. It's the Indian Wells Golf. Reserve. What we're really talking about today is changing the name of a restaurant. We're not talking about changing the name of the whole facility. We're talking about a specific restaurant on the top floor. The most important two words, if you've done this before, really were grill and bar. because. And I have just finished a trip going through 15 restaurants from here to uh, Napa, to, to Lake Tahoe. The big word used by the most successful dinner house restaurants is grill. And it's being used over and over. And the reason it's used is because the word stands for certain things. It stands for fresh. stands for a style of cooking. And that is critically important. When we change the salsa from an original taqueria, When we did the studies, nobody knew what a taqueria was in the United States. So we had to go come up, and we changed an entire company's name below the name to Fresh Mexican Grill. And if you think about those words, they tell you. The most important thing, in my opinion, that the agency did was go to grill and bar, because it specifically tells you what's inside the the four walls. So that's the most important thing. Radius, I totally agree with you. There was another name that personally I thought was worse. (laughs) You're not seeing it today. View, if you look up the word view in the dictionary, it very clearly states what we have at the Indian Wells Club, which is a view. And when you see the pavilion, you'll really understand what a view is when you stand up there in the pavilion. So I, I wouldn't... Worry about it so much, and, and there were a bunch of different names. We all could have names. I gave names. I gave a name that you'd love, but it was just a name. It, 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 it's more important the execution of the concept that the food is the best, that the service is the best, that the entertainment's the best. And he's rolling out three brand new menus in three different concepts on October 7th, I believe. And this is a total change in in menu. And it's going to give the customers that come in a choice from casual to dinner house. And we need that. We've needed that for a long time. So from a personal perspective and from a business perspective, we're talking about only changing the name of of a restaurant. There will be a different name for the bakery cafe. So, I think what you have to really look at: Are we the Indian Wells Golf Resort? We definitely are. To get the word "club" out of it, you've got to get the word "club" out. If you want to create and broaden the business itself, you've got to get rid of that word. And and sure, everybody loves. I look, I love fresh, the original Takara. But I was wrong, totally wrong from the perspective of the, of the customer who is going to come there. So all I can say is that they've put a lot of work in. I made a lot of work in. Personally, I didn't even think we as a council should be even voting on this. I thought it was a decision that, that Troon should make with, with market professionals. Because we're all personal. They're, they're in the business. So it's not a personal decision for them. It's what they think is best for that facility. So I will, will say that I happen to really like view. I think the letters could be tightened up to go more with the IW letters that are presently there. But that's my only comment. Thank you.
3: Patrick? I'd, I'd like to do a little bit of a Mr. Hansen. I'd like to take time out for a few minutes right. and hear from my other colleagues.
0: All right. It looks like we have another public comment. All
16: right. Go ahead, Bear. City Council. Uh, Bear Bonafide, Indian Wells. Um, I, too, have had a little experience in the hospitality business, but I think that the emphasis should be on branding each outlet, not being so concerned about the total overall, whether you call it the Indian Wells Resort or whether you call it the IW Club. Those, those are important, but trying to change those names, and it's a very expensive, confusing proposition. Steve's working very hard on basically four concepts. There's the dining room, the more formal setting, there's the bar, there's the cafe, and then what you're calling the pavilion, catering, however you're going to put what you're catering. So I think the emphasis should be on, on having a specific brand for each one of those outlets, which allows him then to really go out and market specifically if you're going to really do some knockout stuff in the dining room it becomes the quote unquote whatever the dining room name is. The same thing in the bar. So people know well gee the the promotion is whatever in the players bar and grill whatever you want to call it. But that's uh, in my experience would be a much better uh, use of your resources to uh, specifically focus on each outlet and what it's going to be doing, and then that allows him to really express his creativity and uh, let people know. Some people may be turned off by a bar promotion, but would really like to go to a dining room promotion. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Um, Mr. Hanson.
16: I'm up, huh?
0: Yeah, you're up.
5: Mulaney punted the ball to me. That's okay. You know, this this is a uh, THIS IS NOT A NEW ISSUE AS IT RELATES TO THE NAMING OF THIS FACILITY. Um, RIGHT AFTER I GOT ON THE COUNCIL BACK IN 2009, uh, I WAS ON THE MARKETING COMMITTEE WITH ED MONARCH AT THE TIME, AND I I, I GUESS WE HAD BEEN IN OPERATION PROBABLY A YEAR BEFORE THE DISCUSSION STARTED ABOUT THE IW CLUB. And and the problems what what they what they experienced then back in two thousand nine was what we're hearing today about the club portion of IW uh, back then, Uh, and it was uh, Carter was the general manager then Uh, Nancy you may recall they were experiencing all those problems over there and, and and it was is this a private club or not. And, and they were, they felt they were having a lot of difficulty bringing people in from the outside. So you, from, from, from the original name, uh, we added at that point uh, restaurant and bar and open to the public so that we, we could allow the public um, or, or at least provide, not allow, but provide information to the public that it was open to the public. And we, and we added the restaurant and bar name to IW club out on the street and on the circle. So but the, I, I, I agree with, with the assessment that, that the connotation of IW club sends a message that it's potentially private and if we can dispel that, uh, we probably should. I mean whether we go to IW Bar and restaurant, uh, whether that enhances the marketability, um, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I, uh, I, I, did, I do think that the residents uh, here, I mean, we were talking about the issues come up. Well, Mr. Boos, did, did anyone give any input into the process? And, and they did. I mean, it was only 18, but some people came up with the names such as Opus, the Oasis, Ike's Place, Vista Horizon, Pinnacle—quite uh, a few names. Uh, the Wells, uh, Enclave, The Peaks, Mountain View, Santa Rosa, Vista—all uh, over the all over the map, if you will, on, on potential names. I, uh, I I liked what uh, Mr. Bonafide had to say about the branding of each of the areas within the resort restaurant facility which I think might give them but you know one particular restaurant says are you nuts do not change the name of the IW club the city has spent a lot of time and money branding the city and now you want to throw it all away uh, so so everyone has an opinion uh, uh, all of us, I guess, individually uh, have opinions on the issue. Uh, I would come out that probably looking at all of it except uh, the name view, I mean it seems to be the consensus or at least the direction I see that people with the view, you probably do a lot with it. Uh, I don't care for the font. The lettering of the view as as has been demonstrated so I mean if you were just to leave it to the management of the restaurant maybe they would put this lettering up there and certainly that would be unacceptable to me so I I guess council not only is going to have to select the name but they're going to have to select the font and um, that and then comes the question of grill and bar versus restaurant and bar. My personal preference is that if you're going to change it, you I mister Peabody's not here to to hear this or unless he's listening in the back. I don't particularly care for the the the, the grill aspect. I mean I I think that, that the connotation there is less than a sophisticated restaurant. My my preference it would be restaurant and, and bar. If you're going to, you know, if you're going to name it The View, I would name it The View at Indian Wells Golf Resort, and, and I, I, would, I would market it that way, The View at Indian Wells Golf Resort. I would make the lettering uh, consistent with the lettering in uh, that's there now with the IW Club. I would make it con- the same type, uh, the, uh, the Cabernet Collar. Uh, Mary, uh, that you like so well, I'd keep it that color. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it. You're um,
0: telling me what I like.
5: Well, I thought you told me you'd like the Cabernet. That that's the reason you you named the Cabernet. So I didn't uh, name
0: it.
5: The the the. Uh, I would keep it keep it consistent with that, but uh, but those are my personal preferences in it. So if we're if we are going to to uh, select view, I would. Uh, I would ask Council to seriously consider the font that we're going to be using and give direction, uh, the coloring, and whether or not uh, you're going to use a grill or restaurant.
0: Okay. Mr. Mertens. I'm
10: sure you don't
2: want to go now.
3: Go ahead. Please, Ted. I, I, <laughs> I miss your golden voice.
10: I, um, Asked myself a question when this all came up, and that is, what are we as a city council doing naming a restaurant? We've hired Trum, We've given them a task. We hopefully are going to hold them accountable for meeting some expectations. My big concern and fear is that if we get into the naming, they'll turn around and tell us, well, we could have done it, but you wouldn't let us because you named the restaurant. Um, I know each of you have met individually with Mr. Rosen, as I did yesterday, and had the same presentation that, that I did and that we basically saw today. And each one of us has had the opportunity to give our input. My input was that we need to change the name. club has always been, in my mind, uh, restrictive and it connotes uh, exclusivity. Not to the point that we like it here in Indian Wells, but to the point that it's not open to anybody else. Um, I insisted at the beginning that we have view at IW Club. And then I was, after some discussion with Mr. Rosen and hearing the comments today, I am now convinced that it should not be that. It should simply be view, grill, and bar at at the Indian Wells Golf Resort. That is the facility. It's the golf resort. This is merely but a restaurant at the golf resort. Um, as Mr. Bonafide said, and as other people said, uh, I think Mr. Peabody said, the, the bakery or whatever it's going to be will be called something else at the Indian Wells Golf Resort. So I think that it's, it, and I personally, I told Mr. Rosen this, uh, I personally like the view. Um, I like the simplicity. I think it stands out well on the building. The, the font I understand what you're saying I'm NOT overly concerned about that but it, it could be changed I think um, mr. Rosen has heard the, the concerns expressed by council and could take that into into consideration but um, I think that it's time we move ahead with this and, and, if, and if we're going to hold them accountable I think that we'll let them hear the input that we have and, and move forward with with them being responsible for the naming thank you
0: okay. Patrick.
3: And I thank you for the opportunity to hear the remarks of my fellow council members, and much of which I agree. Uh, I came over Monday morning to uh, sit down with uh, our consultant and Steve, and and I think she would bear it out that uh, after she had made the presentation, I said to her, if anyone came to me this morning before I came over here, and told me what you were going to present, I would have told them that they are out of their minds. I further went on to say that the three names that were presented, I said nobody will ever accuse you of not thinking out of the box, because in my mind, you're so far out of the box it's almost hard to imagine. But we're at a difficult task. A couple of the council members, to include Ty and and certainly Ted has said this, that for the council to be put in a position to make a fundamental change to something that was branded six years ago uh, is a very questionable task. There's some real good benefit to what Ted said, is that we hired Troon and placed an awful lot of trust in them when we hired them many years ago and have never really been disappointed. But I want to share with you the experience I had. Uh, On Monday, I went there for lunch, and I had my youngest son uh, who joined me for lunch. And we read the existing menu, which I have all summer long said, by the time I finish reading that menu, I'm left with two selections, a cob salad, and I forget even what the other, maybe an open-faced sandwich or something like that. And uh, I found that menu extraordinarily difficult. I did not find it enticing. but. We had lunch. My son and myself. I had an iced tea. He had an iced tea. I had the cob salad. I tried to get the waiter to uh, take the cob salad and make it in half, cut it in half, and then I'd have a cup of soup uh, because I knew very well I couldn't finish both of them. And. Uh, I think Michael was his name, I believe, told me very adamantly they don't. They have a policy now, they don't give half salads, you've got to buy the full one. So I said, okay, Michael, I'll buy the full one, but cancel the soup. And then my son ordered a salad, and he had a cup of soup. And then the check came, and good old dad, as it is in most families, Reach for the check, and of course I had the 20% card. And my son said to me, he said, you know, Dad, I was here at the very beginning of this restaurant. And without going into it in great detail, we were actually the first family that was served a main dinner in that restaurant when we celebrated my wife's birthday surprise party, which was spectacular. But he said to me, Dad, you know, to come here for lunch is a pretty expensive endeavor. I think by the time I added, no, he he dropped the tip in cash, and I think the bill came to like $52. I could check that out. Uh, and it was a pretty heavy hit. And that was picking in the salad area, not in the big course thing. So the task that we are presenting to naming this club, I think, is a relatively small one. The major task that we have, and I think we have the beginnings of it, thanks to Steve, is turning it around from a menu standpoint, turning it around from getting people excited when they read the menu, getting people to the point when they read a menu, they can actually imagine what they're going to be eating. There was one item on the current one, where it was fried avocado. I've never heard of that in my whole life. I've, ate, I've eaten in in, in Pakistan, Afghanistan, <laughs> Yemen. I've never run into a restaurant with fried, uh, whatever, whatever it is. But the bottom line is, I I lean very much to keeping part of the name but agreeing with everybody that the word club has got to go. And my thought would be that if we kept IW and referred to it as grill and pub, pub kind of giving it a little bit of a European kick. But when you sense a storm coming, you know when to come in out of the rain, hopefully, And I sense a storm coming in three letters. And uh, I I personally would like to almost end this conversation today after Mary's remarks are made and turn to Steve and say, Steve, you've heard us talk about it. You've heard all our opinions. You've shared opinions of people that are in the audience. And uh, Doug kindly shared some of the comments. There's one that's in there from a person that writes with great authority, and we've listened to him, Tom Connor. Uh, but uh, and the other person I don't want to embarrass because he's here. And, uh, uh, you know, you make a decision. You know, I think if you look at this council, uh, you'll see that there's enough sentiment to go with view. But thank God you abandoned the third name, uh, which was Pano. And the only thing I could think of, and I have nothing against them, although I don't hardly ever eat in Oriental food areas, Japanese food, pano didn't mean to me panoramic. It meant something that was of an Oriental nature in food. So I'm going to punt. And, you know, I don't know if the council would agree and turn it back to you and say, name it. But the exciting part you have, in your write-up here, it said that we have not ever had the ability to market ourselves to large groups. And when we look towards the profitability of the new, whatever name it's going to be, uh, we're going to look at a different facility, a facility that is going to have available to it a much larger space to entertain not only golf, you know, uh, tournaments, weddings, meetings, uh, maybe even entertain some of the people from the hotels that are in at conventions if those things uh, ever start up again economically. So thank you very much. I apologize for taking as much time as I did, but I've given this a lot of thought, agonized over it. I will admit, if given the chance with a gun to my head, I was asked to give me one name, my selection would have been Radius. And that seems to be overwhelmingly going down the tubes. But I still will cling to IW Grill and Pub. Uh, Thank you. You're going to
5: ask, uh, can I comment or are you going to ask um, for additional public comment
0: well I've problem? got another one here and I haven't spoken
5: I know you're okay and you, you it's you're
0: probably you're, not appropriate at this point in time wrap it up
5: um, well I would like to speak you're going to and then come back to the rest of us yes okay
0: yes um, I have real real trouble with this um, I understand the club portion of it. And, uh, and in your presentation, Michelle, several times you talked about the confusion uh, and part of the rationale in moving forward in renaming uh, was in large part to diffuse the confusion over, the, over two things. One is the fact that we have the Indian Wells Resort Hotel and we have the Indian Wells Country Club. And the Indian Wells Golf Resort, and, the, and honestly, over the last five years, I have watched people end up at the wrong facility, and you know they think they're supposed to be at the uh, Indian Wells, at the IW Club, and they go at the Indian Wells Country Club, or vice versa. So I understand that. Uh, so my suggestion would be um, to eliminate club. Uh, Ty Peabody, I've I've gotten on him numerous times because he calls it the IW. Um, he has left out Club, and I've, I've always said, you know, the name is the IW Club. But maybe he's right. Maybe he's on to something. Maybe it should be the IW. And, and, and the second part of that uh, is that, uh, again, the private connotation. So I understand eliminating Club. I don't understand eliminating either IW or Indian Wells from the name. I I have real trouble with that, and and as was explained and so delineated today, which really hadn't been before to the degree it has today, is that this is the restaurant only, that you're going to have other names. You you talked about a bakery, and you've talked about the café, and you've talked about the pavilion, and to me, when if and when that happens, those all need to be connected in synchronicity. So, uh, you know, when Ty first said the IW Grill and Bar, restaurant and grill, that makes sense. Uh, The IW Restaurant, the IW Grill, the IW Pavilion, or whatever, um, carries on the branding that, that we have succeeded in doing. Uh, I was at uh, the CVAG Executive Committee um, Monday night, and the supervisors for for Riverside County, all of them met in the desert uh, for a formal meeting on Tuesday morning, but they came to the CVAG Executive Committee uh, meeting that night, and afterwards, as we're breaking up, they're all talking about the IW Club. They're all going to the IW Club. For uh, I, I think they probably went for dinner, but it was it was part of the conversation. Uh, and I've had uh, three different events that I've been to in the last uh, three days, and people say, "What are the issues that are before the city council?" And I I uh, told them that this is uh, something that's coming forward today, and that we're looking at at, at changing the name. And, and I I can tell you. Uh, 100% everyone was in shock with the possible three names. And and everyone that I talked to, whether it was Indian Rails residents or or those who I was encountering, uh, feel that it it was branded. So to, to eliminate the full name bothers me. To try and go forward, as you've made so clear today, with one name for the restaurant and you show it on the building, which I hated, you show it on the, the, the entry, uh, it, it just doesn't fit, particularly if you're going to name the cafe something else, or if that's, I don't know what, what, what the whether that's part of the bakery or whatever you're doing, and the pavilion something else, how can you not look at all of those together and do a program that makes sense when we do it. And I hate to to do something uh, because we're at a time deadline. And I know we've we've given you a great challenge, Steve, and you're doing some beautiful things, and everyone is so appreciative of how hard you've worked. But to try and transition in two or three months, all of these changes, and then come up with what makes sense as, as a name change, I would almost be of the opinion that we take all of this into consideration. Come up with an op- uh, optional name that would somehow integrate Indian Wells or IW so that we don't lose the branding we've done. Eliminate Club, absolutely. Then name whatever facilities you're planning on doing in the next five years and make it a package so that when we do it, it makes sense. Um, That would be my preference. Um, I wondered also, uh, you you said you surveyed the, the local professionals and how long they've lived here. Did you ask where they lived in your survey? And how many have been here and i yeah well I 'm just wondering if they were uh, palm Springs uh, it, how far outside? because whether we like it or not there's a circle uh, a certain parochialism in the valley, and Palm Springs thinks of themselves in my estimation as is, is the whole valley, but they keep everything within the perimeter of Palm Springs and I don't see many of them coming to the I W Club unless they come for a function or they've been invited for something specially. So you're not gonna you're you're not gonna bring those people in. So um, the the those persons that hadn't been to the I W club, there are probably some rationales on, on why they, they were not there. Uh, at any rate, um, the other thing is that one of the one of the functions I was at uh, discussing uh, the names, the um, a Palm Springs policewoman actually said uh, that those names sound like edgy an edgy nightclub, and I have to agree with some of the comments that our residents have said on the level of class, and, and certainly you talked about that, that we, wanna, we want to maintain uh, the fact that this is a high-class uh, facility, both the golf resort and, and the restaurant. So I'm having trouble putting a name up there that is uh, separate from the Indian Wells Golf Resort, because number one, the Indian Wells Golf Resort is a golf resort. And the, the uh, restaurant and bar and uh, the, the new café, those are all amenities to our golf course. And there's a certain cachet in going to a, to a uh, very high-level high golf facility that I think that is being ignored here uh, while you maybe want to have a name uh, indi- individually, if you're talking about the dining room, that's one name. If you're talking about the bar, it's a, it's a di- while it's on the same level, it might be a different, I don't know what you're thinking there, Steve, but you're talking about these other venues. And to try and go forward with a name that you're going to display as one individual thing, I think we're premature. I don't think we have the uh, the proper information. maybe. Um, uh, Michelle and Stephanie weren't given the um, the whole overview of what we're looking for, and it is not a standalone restaurant. That's the reality. We might be thinking, I think this branding, uh, these names, are for standalone restaurants that are trying to be nightclubs or edgy, and. Uh, for this Palm Springs Springs policemen say that sounds like an edgy nightclub. Well, yeah, it does. And I'm told there's an edgy nightclub in Orange County called View that's spelled this way. I don't know if that's true. I didn't try and research it. But there are a lot of elements here that I don't think we've taken into consideration and to pick a name out of the hat that for whatever reason, yeah, we have a great view and it's going to be the pavilion's going to be a great view. Maybe that should be the view area. Uh, I don't know. I just, I think when you rush to do things because you want to have it ready for season is, uh, is not the right way to do things. And I would rather see us um, uh, wait, personally, and do it right and, and really get a little more input. Let our residents see uh, the tape today. Uh, let us write a little article on it uh, and really get an understanding of, of uh, its importance. Now, I, two or three of the people have said it should be up to Troon to make the decision on the, on the um, name because they are our management. That's what they are. The city is the owner. Don't forget the city is the owner. And we hire a management group. And at this point, it is true. We've had several other management companies, and we there's no guarantee as to how long they will be here. Um, and, yes, we hire them to manage it, and we do expect them to produce a bottom line, but to let them make such an important decision for us without our input, I, I think, is incorrect. At any rate, that's my say. So,
14: okay, I'd like to well go back for a minute. Um, First of all, I, I want to dovetail on Ted and Patrick's thing. We hired, we asked Steve to develop a strategic plan. We asked Steve to hire an agency to work with him to develop a name. And they've come back, done the analysis, they went out and they asked the residents their opinions, and another thing if you have been to Las Vegas, every hotel in Las Vegas has a minimum of five restaurants with five different names. And they do that for a very specific reason. And having different names, if you just have the IW Bakery and Cafe, it means nothing. And and the whole purpose was just to identify the restaurants as separate operations. Classic Club has spent a fortune advertising their name of their restaurant. Their name is totally different than the Classic Club. And if you've done this kind of conceptual work before, what they have proposed is, is very realistic, and, and it, it gives us a chance to promote the Indian Wells Golf Resort with specific restaurants to market on. And from my standpoint, I happen to think they've done a very good job. Nobody is going to agree on every name. But but we gave the task to FG and Troon to do this. And they've done a very good job with an incredible amount of thought. And we need to get away from why it has to be IW, because it is the Indian Wells Golf Resort, and and, and realize what we're doing is naming a restaurant. It's not the name of the restaurant. It's the marketing of the restaurant and the execution of the operation that's going to count. It isn't going to be the name. So from my standpoint, I would go along with what Troon and the marketing company have recommended.
17: All right.
5: Anyone else? Um, Yes. Uh, Ty, I I would agree with you up to a point. Uh, We did charge them with the responsibility. They have done their job. They came in with a couple names. But I would also have to agree with Mary. At the end of the day, the city owns the facility. Troon is here today. There is no guarantee they will be here tomorrow. Uh, Mr. Rosen is here today, and there's no guarantee that he will be here tomorrow. And you, you you can't simply change the name based upon the contractor that you hire to operate the facility for you. But I, I do agree with you, Ty, that you have to then take the recommendations of your contractor, but ultimately the responsibility the buck stops if you will here at the city council i don't think you can punt it back to the management company and say you guys decide you guys decide it's your responsibility i i i think uh, you take the recommendations uh, as as they have provided today but at the end of the day it's the council that has to be that has to make the decision as to whether, not only the name, but as I said before, and I think we all express concern about the lettering. Uh, while you were out, uh, I uh, and, and I know you said you heard. You know, I I question whether or not it should be grill or restaurant. My my preference, as I said when you weren't in, that I I prefer restaurant and bar if you're going to use that, but then. When Patrick came in with grill and pub, uh, for some reason pub connected with me more than bar did. When you say grill, uh, so I mean, I mean that's the the personal preferences you get into with this thing. I mean, it, but um, I mean, having said all of that, uh, I would today support uh, naming it the view, if that's the consensus, I, I would concur with that, the view at Indian Wells Golf Resort, and I think it's absolutely critical that you include Indian Wells Golf Resort, uh, and when you do your marketing, I think Indian Wells Golf Resort has got to be just under the name The View, and and so that there is it is a clear identification with The View. Uh, I said earlier, too, I th- and I agree with you uh, again. Uh, tie, that each of those restaurants within the facility, you market them different, they each have a, a different name, and and it is not, as I understand it, uh, and when the presentation was made to me, that it's not, we're not going to, it, it is going to be the view restaurant that upstairs portion uh, inside the Indian Wells Golf Resort, just as it's going to be the cafe, whatever we name the cafe, downstairs inside the Indian Wells Golf Resort, or it's going to be the pavilions, if that's what we're going to name that exterior building that we're building out there at the Indian Wells Golf Resort. So I guess that's that's where I shake out on it. All
0: right. Anybody else? Anything?
5: So do we need a do we need a motion?
0: We need a motion to get well, some direction. Well then, I would
5: I would move uh, that we uh, change the name to the View, with uh, with with letters consistent with I W Club as it is today and the coloring, and that uh, that it continue to be named uh, Restaurant and Bar, and it would be the View at Indian Wells Golf Resort Restaurant and Bar.
0: And, and with that motion, the at, the Indian Wells Golf Ed, Resort, Ed to Golf be part, uh, part of the name.
10: Right.
0: Yeah.
3: You, <laughs> Poor you, Steve you, you, are, you are including the article before view. So you're referring the,
5: the view. The, yeah, the view at Indian Wells Golf Resort.
0: How do you like the number of letters there? You'll you're rethink naming it. You'll just let, take off the club. I'm
3: going to go get another
5: job. I mean, we, we've, got to, we've got to get, this is, hopefully, the reason I'm doing this is to get us down to a point yeah. where we come to a this decision. So yeah. we have, we, we we I've made the motion there's no second at this point. Well, you know, somebody geez. could. The problem, the problem with what you're suggesting in a restaurant, that is an old,
14: old name Grill is a it's a new name it's a name that explains what you are so if it were grill and pub a grill and bar with view I'm fine with Ty,
5: that. ty okay let, let, let's try let me try to let, let's try to get there okay uh, and, and maybe Mary could take the lead on this rather than I but let, let's make a decision on the name the view first. And then if we got a consensus there, then we go to get a consensus on whether it's grill or bar, or pub and bar. I mean, can we break it down that way so that we can come to a final decision? Before we do anything,
14: we should ask the marketing company whether they think the word the should be added to the word view. I mean, I hate to tell you, but I mean, they're the ones that have to market it.
0: I'd rather have it the IW club than the view. Personally, I mean, if you're going to add the, I don't know. In
12: addition to the asking the marketing company, which would maybe advantageous to you, just uh, remember the sign face there, the number of letters or words you can get on there. So if you're the view at Indian Wells Golf Resort, it's so small you won't be able to see it.
0: It's
14: a good point.
5: No, it it is is a good um, point. Let
0: me ask something. Michelle, would you come up to the microphone? I think Stephanie just left. Um, Oh, there you are. Why don't you come up, too? Um, With all you've heard today, uh, what would be your recommendation, since you are the pros, uh, Stephanie Green is the owner, and Michelle? Um, Listening to how much trouble we're having with this, I see that. What kind of direction? I mean, this is not, this is a hard way to do it. We shouldn't be trying to make these decisions on the dais other than uh, going forward. But what, do you have any thoughts on how we get past the struggle we're in? Oh, Let me go ahead.
20: Hello, Mayor Roche and the council and the residents. I'm Stephanie Green, owner of FG Creative. Uh, we do actually have an opinion about that. Um, we've gone through a great deal of exercise in vetting the names and making sure that they're names that can be, ownership can be taken of on the Internet, via websites, via you know, naming this place. So you have to be a little careful about choosing a name that might already be out there that you wouldn't own in the marketing universe. So view without the word the is completely ownable. <laughs> The View is a little more challenging, plus there's a TV show with some very famous loud women oh, called The View. True, so I'm we're trying to stay away from that connotation as I'm well. T- I'm told well, given you... that on
5: the second. Wait, wait, wait.
20: I um, yeah, I know. There's a view spelled the same way in Dana Point. The difference is that when we added the secondary wording, whether it is grill and bar or restaurant and pub, when we did those searches via the um, opportunities that are allowed that you can do that, there is no confusion. That um, actually has different wording. We saw that one but felt it was not a competition to us in terms of owning the branding or the name. Okay. So we did go through all of this and I'm not sure we demonstrated that necessarily in our presentation. But we would not recommend using the word the because it does complicate the messaging. But that's our opinion. Okay.
0: And what else from what you've heard and how we struggle with Keeping the, the Indian Wells identity and some of the other things.
20: Well, honestly, I, I think Ty kind of nailed it, which is the direction we went down. Which is, this is an entity within the Indian Wells Golf Resort, and nobody is trying to change the Indian Wells Golf Resort. But I think it gives it more of a global scope when you name the entities within it, and it gives you more marketing opportunities. I think, as in some of the analogies you've all brought up have been very critically important to this, that yes. It's one entity, but it's always at the Indian Wells Golf Resort. That would never be left off of the marketing or ever left off of the branding strategies. Um, in terms of what's on the building, understanding your con- your concerns with the type fonts chosen, it's very subjective. It's like a piece of art. So we are certainly open to looking at other um, type fonts, and that would be, of course, between you and Troon and what you'd like to direct us to do, obviously. But uh, I really think that a lot of work has gone into it. I think you guys have grasped this concept very well. And I I do think it's going to make a huge difference in the marketing, but we would never leave off Indian Wells Golf Resort. So that would be very pure and very true to your branding that you have established.
0: And how would you uh, put view, what what was displayed on the PowerPoint on the the wall?
20: Do we want to go back to that one, Steve? Yeah, it isn't
0: like that. And that's all right. My problem, I guess, is that where is the Indian Wells Golf Resort identified?
20: Well, on all those walls, I believe it's already out there to get you into the property. Enough,
0: enough so that this isn't going to take away. From we
20: believe it. so. We believe this is establishing an identity for your restaurant for the visitors, the tourists, the drive-bys, the other communities. Yeah.
0: Uh, on the other wall, going into the driveway, because this says to me the view is that building. We don't have that one.
20: Yeah. This is the actual drive into the, proper, right. into the parking lot. Right, and the
0: building, lot. it says that's the building. Yes. It doesn't say this is the golf resort.
20: Well, yeah. I believe at this stage of the game, we were just trying to showcase sort of what it would look like, but these are not definitive that's decisions.
0: Not. Okay. okay. You're, you're
20: three steps ahead of the process.
0: All right. Um, I mean, let me else? show
5: you what it would look like if it were a different font,
0: and have restaurant and bar up there, or restaurant. I kind of like the pub over bar too. But, uh, I kind of like grill and pub. Yeah, grill and pub is is kind of nice.
20: Not that I'm a resident or on the council, but pub is a is a word that's associated with English grungy yeah. beer. I, I <laughs> personally, I like grill and Very bar, David. but that's a personal opinion, and I shouldn't have voiced no, it. <laughs>
0: Is you there another
20: for a... name for bar?
3: No, it's, a, it's not associated with that. It Pub stands for public place.
20: Yes. Bar is very hip, though, and, and I think it's very definitive, and you don't have to think too hard.
3: <laughs> but, again,
20: we're just voicing our opinions, and that's not yeah, appropriate. Okay. Pub okay. Um, marginal. All right. Anyone
0: else want any questions of them or any thoughts? Steve, I mean, did
20: you have anything to add? You've been instrumental in this process.
0: This is like a study session, people. Sorry, but uh... I think
19: no. I, th- I think what I would say, and again, I would refer back to remember. Well, and perhaps if I may, to the audience as well. This is a very passionate, sensitive subject and topic, and I get how close this is to everyone. I truly do. But in this presentation that we've done just to be very very clear our mission that we were given by city council way back when in the may june time frame was to make this facility profitable so let me go back my intent is to make this facility profitable more covers More revenue, more people talking about it. It's $100,000 above budget on the top line and $135,000 more on the bottom line. Liars figure, figures don't lie. So I'm here today before you to tell you that we did a presentation with regards to this strategic plan, part of this strategic plan. Council directed us to go out and hire a third party vendor to come in as a professional because if you all will remember, we can go back to scratch.
0: I, uh, I was going to say their presentation without the professionals was scratch. Exactly. Yeah. So
19: I'm here to vote for scratch. So my point is we did, we did that. We, we spent a great deal of time, energy, effort, and dollars to bring on FG Creative to go through this process. The intent is not to take away the identity of the Indian Wells Golf Resort. It stays, that is it. Our intent is to market this as an outside restaurant. It should stand alone. It could stand alone. It's making more money.
0: Is there a way to put the, if we were to change this name, Instead of where you're placing it on the prominent uh, rock wall here,
8: mm-hmm.
0: that should say Indian Wells Golf Resort. Here and here's That's what we've what done, say.
19: Uh, Madam Mayor. What we've done and is the
0: view. If whatever we choose should go, maybe on this floor somehow. But to put put it in that prominent place bothers me a lot because that building houses our golf resort, and, not just and, the residents. And you make, the
19: a, you make a very good point. And perhaps what we've done in pictorial for everyone to see here is the only place we've supplemented the names are exactly today where you see IW Club. It, and that's why it was done. So to your very point, Mayor, it, perhaps that marquee on the top of the building should say, instead of IW Club, Indian Wells Golf Resort.
3: And and here,
19: maybe, I totally agree with you. Is. And every place else on every marquee, I agree. you can then take, and again, now that that is a considerable amount of investment in dollars that we haven't considered in changing that marquee to a, a lot of letters Indian Wells Golf Resort on the top.
5: But excuse me, you don't have to say Indian Wells. You could say, I. you've got IW up there already. Yeah. You could say IW Golf Resort. But, but
19: now that, that's a big confusing because every other marquee that, that that is present in the city of Indian Wells says, says the Indian Wells Golf Resort. IW says IW in letters club. One is referring to the resort for what you had mentioned, Madam Mayor. The other is mentioning directioner to the restaurant. Given the amount
5: of money that we're spending, to the extent that yeah. you would put uh, Indian Wells Golf Resort, the logo, uh, where's the, can you put it back up there? Okay. That, Indian, that logo that appears at the bottom of that,
19: mm-hmm. if that were on top of the building, okay. Considerable co- considerable more cost than what we budgeted based on the fact that... Well, you may have to come
5: back for an increase in your budget to uh, put no, no, that no, sign no, we, up there.
0: I we, would ask you to, to put it on your bottom line. Huh. Well.
19: Okay. But
5: that, that seems to be, Steve, a good solution to the issues that we're discussing.
19: And I think changing the marquee on the top of the building, because it is confusing. I I, I agree with counsel. It is very confusing. Changing that building marquee to the Indian Wells Golf Resort, if that solves the the, the issue and the problem that's out there, don't disagree. And every other marquee could be whatever name. I guess all I would say is that you tasked us, you hired us, you gave us a mission. We did that. Because the first time I came back to you, scratch and itch doesn't work. And I don't mean to be (laughs) comical about that. It's just that I leave the professional naming and vetting out of all this to the professionals. And I, I, I don't disagree with what you've all said.
0: Okay. Well. Why don't we take another shot at this? Okay. Take a shot at it.
2: Let, me, let, me, take we conferring let me take a
14: shot at this based upon what, yeah. what Steve just said. Let me recommend to the council that we do exactly what Mary said and we move, because it should be up there. Okay. This, this is not the appropriate thing yeah. for up there. Agreed. Put the Indian Wells Golf Resort up there in a prominent place, which is where it belongs. Okay. View would fit into maybe a smaller wall down near the bottom sure. on the turnaround and even in the Front, we already have IW. It's, it's directional science. And we go with we go with the view, and we go with grill and bar. And if I can see what everybody else thinks, we'll go from there.
19: You go with view or the view, view? view. grill and bar. Grill and bar, as you see it, for different fonts. Yeah,
14: I think you need to work a little bit different on font. your fonts, okay. but but. And, and we go ahead and put Indian Wells Golf Resort up in a prominent in the prominent place. That's way too prominent for the restaurant.
0: Yeah, it's way too prominent because the building Agreed. houses the Indian Wells Golf Resort. And maybe you know what? Maybe it just needs to be our um, uh, the Arrowhead up there, as as far as opposed to putting all of that yeah. up there. Uh, I don't know, but but I know the view up there. Doesn't work for me. Anything promise. up there, other than that. Okay. Okay. Um, you guys want to let Denny Booth make a comment?
5: Sure. Sure. Why okay, not? Okay, Denny? Denny. Well, if you let him make, then you've got to let
13: Rocky make it because she wanted to make a comment. She did. So.
0: She did, and Bobby wanted to. And
13: Bobby wanted to make a comment, so you got to let her comment care as well. Of the top of the building. Pardon? You already took care of the top of the building, not yeah. having that up there. But driving into the parking lot, don't put it on that wall. It looks like you're having a Japanese uh, restaurant. Thank you. Don't put anything there unless you want to put the same thing, Indian Wells Golf Resort.
0: Thank you. All right. Bobby?
8: Uh, it's really, probably, it's really, almost redundant at this point. Mm -hmm. The only point I wanted to make was it appeared that VIEW was going to vitiate that it was IW Golf and uh, Indian Wells Golf Resort, Mm -hmm. because those were the things that I thought were most important. And you said it, Mary, and other people have. So at the point that I was going to make it, I had not heard it.
0: Okay. Thank you. Rocky.
9: Okay, I, I, you're all worried about how much space it's going to take up. I like Ty's idea of referring to it as the IW. I agree. I like the IW because everyone knows the IW is Indian Wells, so that doesn't take up a lot of space, and uh, it's very simple. At the IW, that's all.
14: Okay. All right. Uh, what are we going to do here? Uh, well, I'll, make, um, I'll try to make another uh, make okay. a motion. Okay. I would recommend make a motion that we change the sign on the building to read Indian Wells Golf Resort, that we allow and approve Steve and the the marketing company to go ahead with the word view and grill and bar to name the upstairs restaurant and in the appropriate places outside. That's my motion.
0: All right. Is there a second? (laughs) <laughs> what do we want to do here, people? Do we want to uh, uh, bring it back at the next meeting after we've thought about it a little? Uh, you're, messing,
14: you're messing up true, terribly. Well, I, we don't make a decision. We're making this very, very hard. Because
10: I think I know, it's important that we provide direction one way or another, I'll second the motion.
0: All right. All in favor of the motion, do we need it read again? Well...
5: You. Yeah, I would I would ask that you, uh, could, you could you amend the motion to, uh, if you're going to, to go with uh, view, uh, a grill, that you, uh, as Mr. Mulaney had previously requested, that it be grill and pub? Yeah. marketers <laughs> don't like it
0: the professionals don't like It's it.
5: not a good it's not a good word in oh, well, today's marketplace. That, you, you don't have to amend them that, it's we don't not have high to. Amend no, I'll, I'll stay, with
14: what, what I, I'll stay with what I Grill and bar. That
5: gave Mr. Uh, Mullaney his uh, he, he he liked pubs so
3: Well well in in light personal. of that uh, if you're back on the east coast they never call it restaurant and bar. It's bar and grill.
14: It can be well, grill should be first because that's the problem thing. If you wanna make it if you wanna make it bar and grill, I'm I'm at the point where I don't this that, point, that concern me. I'm just I'm just concerned. I, I'm gonna stay with my motion because Say it again. Basically that we change the signage up on the top to read strictly Indian Wells Golf Resort, which is really where it should be. It is. And that we change allow the troom to go ahead with the marketing company and name the restaurant, view, grill, and bar, and put it in the proper places on the property. Okay, uh, now, what are the, the, the proper places? Well, yeah. they're already there. They're already, the IW Club is, is already on the two wings out in the front by the street. And I think there might be one somewhere else, but that's really it.
3: That's it. And, and who will select the font?
14: Well, they they can come back. I mean, they should decide it. All they need to do really is to get it more to the fonts of the Indian Wells Golf Resort and away from
5: the from the Oriental. Is that part style. of your motion that yes, be consistent that's, 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 with the existing uh, IW Club logo? Yes.
0: And what about Grill? Is every over restaurant?
5: Well, I made it. Restaurant as a grill. is a
0: higher class than Grill.
5: I mean, I prefer restaurant myself. I do too. Well you guys ought
14: to take a trip along up the coast well, we and go to some of the finest of restaurants in the country are calling their restaurants grills. a lot of letters
3: uh-huh. there in the restaurant
14: It's a lot of words
0: it is a lot it's a lot of letters, you know unfortunately it's not as classy as
14: uh, so I'll stick with my motion with the uh, I can't even remember what
5: the, what you asked would you read the motion back, madam clerk Good luck. <laughs>
1: Lots of luck.
19: Good luck.
1: The motion was to change the top marquee of the building to Indian Wells Golf Resort, to allow Truon to name the restaurant v- View Grill and Bar, and to put the logo of View Grill and Bar in the appropriate slash proper places, meaning where they already exist.
14: Right, and and the adjustment to the, the
1: font. I'm not. Okay. Next line. <laughs> and to change the font to be consistent with the existing Indian Wells Golf Resort right. font. That's it. That's it.
0: That sounds like a pretty
15: good
3: compromise. Oh, uh, say in England by Jove? I think we got it.
0: Uh, <laughs> we've got a motion and a second. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. aye Opposed.
9: Motion Reluctantly. carries.
0: Ooh. Reluctantly. Reluctantly. <laughs> Me too.
3: <laughs> I'm a to to there. They're the only ones
19: clapping.
0: You didn't want to go back and do any more work. A lot
19: of work, Patrick.
0: Yeah, no, I think we did very well. All right, on to 7B. We're going to get back to a normal formal hearing here.
4: Oh, yeah?
0: City goals uh, 2013-14. Adopt city goals for fiscal year 2013-14. Mr. McKinney.
12: Mayor and Council, uh, these goals, and I think we have a couple of slides, but these goals, um, the detailed uh, versions that include action plans are copied and are in the foyer out there um, so that uh, somebody could follow along specifically uh, with these goals. Early this year, uh, January-February timeframe, the City Council met with uh, staff and developed a series of potential projects and goals, priorities for the community. When I came uh, and joined your staff in July of this year, uh, one of the first directions was to take those goals, work with staff, and create an action plan that we could accomplish in uh, the 13-14 year. Uh, many of these projects, as you know, are underway uh, because we're somewhat into the 13, 14 years. So we are working on these. We started from a variety of programs that are outlined in the staff report. The mission statement, I think, is key, key uh, important that, uh, that we went to try to make sure that our goal statements and that the work we were doing really supported the mission statement. From that we came uh, to really three areas that we're concentrating our efforts. One was to continue to build trust, capacity, and customer service in the culture of the Indian Wells organization. That would be to concentrate on the organization. Secondly, to en- continue to enhance the Indian Wells financial condition, that's concentrating on our finances. And third, to continue to build the Indian Wells community devoted to exceptional quality of life and really concentrate on our community and those things that we provide special to our residents and that set us apart from other California cities. To that end, we developed a series of uh, goals or action plans, if you will, that would implement those goals. These are the highlights. There are significant goals and activities that are included under each of these. Uh, so as you look at the, the first one there, strengthen the personnel system. When you really look at the goal system, that includes a, a variety of activities, including implementing the performance based compensation system, uh, implementing a new city attorney evaluation and a new city manager evaluation program, hold employee events to share information, adopt an employer-employee relations resolution complete labor relations with the newly uh, established employee association and update city personnel rules. That in itself frankly is a mouthful. Uh, This is a very aggressive uh, set of goals for the organization for the next 12 months or not even 12 months anymore. We believe as the management team that we can uh, produce this. The very next uh, portion of the staff report is a spreadsheet that shows uh, when we anticipate work being done, which department is responsible for it, and which are the support departments for their particular goal. We would begin uh, actually in January, quarterly, we would bring this document back to the council in this regular meeting and report to you where we're getting, where our successes are and our not-so-successes, on these work items so that we keep you engaged to how uh, we're progressing through the various initiatives that you wanted, and gives you an opportunity quarterly to refocus our efforts or see where we're strong or not so strong and give new direction, uh, sort of, um, of revising or not really revising, but shaping the eventual, recommend, the eventual work that you want accomplished. Uh, So uh, I just highlighted the the three goals here. Uh, The documents are out there. We're going to see them a lot of times from here on in. I know that you have have, uh, wrestled with these. We'll also keep uh, a a set of goals that are really future goals, things that were also on our list and that have come up at recent council meetings. Uh, that you might want to look at in the future or if we knock some of these things off quicker maybe we could add in but we'll give you an opportunity in January uh, as we revisit strategic planning in a workshop to say okay here's some more future goals we want these in or these are rising to the priority or priorities have changed or whatever those opportunities so it's going to be a flexible plan Um, we're excited about uh, we're excited about it because I think if we get beyond or once we get beyond the step today where we formally adopted it, it's really helping focus the, uh, the employees. The employees have been engaged and have this plan in their hand, uh, and we're excited about where it might go. Uh, and these, these, I believe, capture the desires of the council that were identified in January.
5: Well, let, let me start off and, and compliment you on, on a fantastic job. I mean, I, I cannot I, – I can't tell you enough how pleased I am about the work that you've done here and the leadership that you demonstrate in putting this together. I think it's fantastic. It, it is exactly what we've, this city needs. Two, two – two, three things, uh, and I think you addressed one of those, is that we're going to have a quarterly review. What I would like to see us do, and when you're planning for January – is we extend this to a five-year plan, and you you, you make a uh, uh, you, you set a five-year plan for the city because I think eventually, and we may have had a discussion that for 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 the city we need to go even beyond five years. Uh, this city needs a 20-year plan, uh, and uh, and and I know that that's a stretch, but we need to th- be thinking in those terms. We've done that. Uh, when we looked at our infrastructure not only in the city but over at the Indian Wells Golf Resort. And so we, we, we need to encompass uh, strategically the other, how we get to all of that as it relates to the infrastructure replacement plan and, and anything else that would fall in between. But, but this is phenomenal. Thirdly, what I would like to see is, is to telegraph this to the residents. I mean, inundate them because this has so much information in it and provides our residents answers to a lot of questions they have about what's going on at City Hall. What are you guys doing over there? You know? This tells them what we're doing over there. And it tells them not only what we're doing, but how we're doing it and when we're going to accomplish it. So you've got to get it out there, and it's not through an e-blast that, that Denny Booth will never read, as he said earlier today. You know, it, it, It's got to be uh, in, in a, in a form, whether it's a special edition of the newsletter or something, but you, you've got to get the information to every household in this city because this is extremely valuable, and it's a credit to you. And what you've done, and the work you've done since you've been here, so I applaud you tremendously. I think yeah. it's a great thing. Great. I would, I would just
14: second that. I think this is a phenomenal presentation with a lot of meat in it, and, a, and lots to do. But I just think you did a fabulous job of this.
0: Great, great job. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, great job. And 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 following up on uh, Mr. Hansen. Uh, if you did set pages 7, 8, and 9 in the newsletter, because that uh, that kind of um, summarizes what the task is and when it needs to be done, and these are goals, these are our projects and our goals that we hope to complete within the year, and it really shows, it has everything down there and shows what... Uh, when uh, the target date for completion is, but it does show the kind of work that goes on behind the scenes that most of our residents have no idea—the uh, in-depth uh, analysis—and then the rest of it, of course, you, has got to be on the uh, on our website where they can they can go to that.
14: Yeah, make a motion to approve. Ted, do you? yeah.
5: Well, Ted. I, you want I,
19: I,
10: to? I'm waiting for Stan yeah. I'LL JUST SIMPLY ECHO THE KUDOS THAT were OFFERED. I HAVING BEEN INVOLVED, MR. McKINNEY AND I HAVE HAD SEVERAL DISCUSSIONS ABOUT THIS. WITH STRATEGIC PLANNING AND and SETTING GOALS AND OBJECTIVES AND SO FORTH IN THE PAST THROUGHOUT MY CAREER, EXCUSE ME, GREAT JOB. AND uh, I LOOK FORWARD TO THIS COUNCIL WORKING WITH YOU TO ACCOMPLISH THESE AND GOING FORWARD ALL THE OTHER GOALS THAT WE SET. Uh, THE RESIDENTS, I THINK, ARE GOING TO BE much more uh, impressed and, and far better served with this program. Thank you. Yes.
5: So I would move that the city adopt the city goals for fiscal year 2013 14.
10: Second.
0: All in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 aye opposed? Motion carries unanimously. <laughs> Number eight successor agency business. Uh, A. Miles crossing retail assignment of promissory notes. Adopt resolution assigning promissory notes and deeds of trust to Housing Authority for Miles Crossing Retail LLC. City Attorney Mr. Deitch.
4: Thank you, uh, Mayor and Council Members, Chair, and uh, members of the Successor Agency Board. Uh, This is a matter which the Housing Authority considered earlier this afternoon as well. Uh, Let me start with the recommendation and then I'll explain why. It's recommended, uh, I recommend that the Successor Agency Board adopt Resolution Bill SA number 2013-08, assigning certain promissory notes and deeds of trust to the Indian Wells Housing Authority concerning the Miles Crossing Retail LLC project, and that the Board further authorize and direct the Executive Director of the Successor Agency to take such further actions and to execute and cause to be recorded, any and all documents deemed to be reasonable and necessary to accomplish such assignment. By way of background, the former Indian Wells Redevelopment Agency entered into a certain disposition and development agreement, I'll call it a DDA, with Gerson Investments LLC uh, way back in May of 2004. The DDA was amended seven times, uh, and it's the Sixth Amendment that I'll focus on here. Pursuant to the Sixth Amendment, the agency conveyed certain property located on the northeast corner of Highway 111 and Miles Avenue to an affiliated entity designated by Gerson to take title. That was Miles Crossing Retail LLC. In return for the sale, the agency accepted two promissory notes one in the amount of $2,024,233, the other in the amount of $2,292,406. Those are the principal amounts. Interest has accrued, and the notes were due and payable on August 25 of this year. The notes were not paid. The amounts remain due and payable. They're overdue and because of that the successor agency has commenced foreclosures, foreclosure actions regarding both promissory notes which were both secured by deeds of trust. The promissory notes were made payable to the former redevelopment agency. The former redevelopment agency is the beneficiary under the deeds of trust. The property involved here was originally paid for and acquired with use of former redevelopment agency low and moderate income housing funds. As such, uh, at the time of the unwinding of redevelopment under state statutes, the successor agency with the approval of its oversight board under those state statutes uh, conveyed all assets of the former redevelopment agency and responsibilities pertaining to affordable housing to the newly established Indian Wells Housing Authority. Because of all of that, it's reasonable and appropriate now for the successor agency on behalf of the former redevelopment agency to assign those notes and its beneficial interests under the two deeds of trust to the Housing Authority, consistent with everything I've just described. And that's what this resolution would do. Uh, I'm available to answer any questions you might have.
0: Does anyone have any questions? We, again, we dealt with this earlier with the Housing Authority, so we've all listened
4: to it. Mayor, we, we did,
5: but I, I think uh, because it has been such a, a, a controversial issue in our city, I think it's important to just reemphasize, if you will, that this is the Fogelson property. Uh, you referred to it as Miles Lodge LLC, uh, but that's the entity in which Fogelson owns. And uh, it's located east of Miles, uh, north of Highway 111. And for all of those people who are, have asked the question, uh, have you began foreclosure? And the answer to that is yes, we filed a default notice. And if he does not redeem the property within 121 days from the date of the default, notice of default, then the housing authority will take back the property. Uh, And so uh, everything, and we've complied with all the agreements that the city had entered into with Mr. Fogelson and Miles Lodge, LLC.
3: That's correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
0: I think that was important. Thank and you and for with that, that information. Uh, uh, Mr. Laney okay. has a comment.
3: Uh, Steve, does uh Gerson investment during this time frame have the right to transfer that property to anybody? Can they mean, sell?
4: Do you mean the time frame from today forward? Yes. Well, there still is a disposition and development agreement in place, notwithstanding the uh, agencies, successor agencies position that there is a default. It hasn't been terminated. As a result, the answer to your question is found in the original DDA, which says any assignment of more than 50 percent ownership or management interest must be approved, consented to by the, in this case, successor agency to the former redevelopment agency.
3: Thank you. All right,
0: no further discussion may
10: staff recommendation
0: There a second
10: second
0: all in favor. I Opposed motion carries unanimously city managers reports comments matters from staff
12: Mayor and council let me tell you about two items Uh, first. I'm going to start with the Indian Wells uh, Golf resort resident (laughs) golf rates this issue has come up a, a few times and it was requested that the Golf Resort Advisory Committee review this issue for a potential increase in the golf uh, resident guest golf rates. Uh, I have reviewed the variety of documents that uh, are the underlings, if you will, or that that establish how golf uh, rates are established at the resort. And the resident guest golf rate being one of the newer of the kinds of different rates that are established there doesn't fall in too many of the categories I did review the management agreement with Trun which which says that the general manager would set rates that any rates consistent with the easement must be approved by the city manager and those would be rates that have to deal with hotel guests Um, The easement agreement itself is the one that deals with reduced rate for hotel guests. And, of course, there is um, a subsequent document to that lease agreement that sets a series of rates, five different rates, I think, including the $35 resident guest rate. But it does not specifically say in there, I mean, sorry, the resident rate of $35, It does not say anything specifically in there about a resident guest rate. Uh, It does provide that document also provides that the uh, general manager of the golf resort would be the person that establishes any reduced rates and the resident guest golf rate would be a reduced rate at the, um, the golf resort. And so the recommendation of the committee, which was re, uh, published uh, for public review, and in fact a member of the public did attend the meeting, and of course there are public citizens involved on the committee who discussed, and eventually there was a unanimous uh, approval of these rates are the ones that I've outlined uh, on the or, or put in the spreadsheet on the screen. So as you could see, primarily the increase is about in-season rates. So there are a $15 increase uh, between December and April, a $10 increase in May, and a $5 increase in September to the resident guest rate uh, golf rates. These were the recommendations of the Golf Advisory Committee the general manager of the golf resort intends to implement these rates uh consistent with that recommendation uh, december 1st of this year so that it gives uh, people plenty of time to uh, raise issues uh, both with the, with the general manager and they could come here at public comment the city council is not uh, required to approve this you don't have you don't bless it you don't have the authority to approve it it is the general manager, but I wanted to make sure, and the committee asked, uh, frankly, that I made sure that this stuff, uh, this information got out in a public way so that we could share it and everybody would have plenty of opportunity to discuss it before it was actually implemented.
0: Before I'll you move, yes,
10: go ahead. Um, when I'm looking at this chart, um, I think maybe there's an error, maybe not. Proposed rates, yeah. June, July, and August was zero. zero. Should yeah. they not be 45? Uh, Yeah, that's a slight
12: error on my part. Or
10: Um, or (laughs) dash.
9: I should have had uh, Kevin do
12: this chart for me, and I tried to do it on my own. Um, And uh, yes, I'm sorry, those should have been 45. That would be the best deal around right there. Uh, Yes, they should be 45, so the increase is actually zero. They would stay the same. I'm sorry. October, November would be 65. I will straighten that out before I put it out publicly anymore. Thank
0: you. anything else okay okay
12: the one other item I just wanted I know that you love hearing each uh, council meeting from me about highway 111 and you'll really like hearing from me when I say there's no more reports because we're done uh, but this week uh, Verizon did uh, come on the job and in fact uh, they came on the job in a big way they had a couple of different crews our new public works director has worked closely with them uh, actually we're impressed that they are they're moving at a good clip We had met with them to try to to, uh, alleviate as many traffic issues as we can. They agreed to start earlier in the day, so they're out of the street earlier in the day. Our biggest traffic clog seems to be in the 2 to 3 o'clock area. So this week uh, they are finishing those new vaults. And in fact, tomorrow at noon the vaults are to be delivered. They're going to set them with a crane. Uh, once those vaults are set we can go down to a one-lane closure because the equipment that they need will be less uh, in order to continue their uh, connections so it could be a long day tomorrow because the vaults won't be delivered until noon but then we're in a a much better position they uh, will complete their work by October 14th uh, in that lane then uh, on October 14th Granite will come back in. They'll work some long days. We're expecting some 20-hour days where they will uh, put the concrete in the median, they'll finish the landscaping on the sides, and they'll pave the whole project. They're going to pave the project uh, to its limits at night so that we uh, stay away from as many traffic um, uh, issues as we can. And we'll be done before the November schedule as we we continue to, to target. Hopefully, it's all good news.
0: Sounds pretty good. <laughs> all right, uh, that's it for staff. Yes,
12: yes, thank you.
0: City Council reports and comments. Councilmember Hansen.
12: No
14: report.
0: Councilmember Mullaney No report. Councilmember Peabody.
14: I am going to request that the November seventh meeting that we bring up the um, renters' uh, cards. I'm also going to recommend that we bring up, and I'll pass out to the council and to Anna, a discussion regarding mobile trucks in the city of food trucks in the city of Indian Wells.
0: So, Rander, uh, are you talking about the property owners ID?
14: Yes.
3: And you're not going to be here?
14: No, that's the seventh of November. Oh, okay. Did everybody get one?
0: ALL RIGHT, WE HAVE A POLICY THAT ANY COUNCIL MEMBER CAN REQUEST AN AGENDA ITEM. ALL RIGHT, uh, MAYOR PRO TEM uh, MERTENS. NO REPORT. AND I HAVE NO REPORT. CITY ATTORNEY.
4: THANK YOU, MAYOR AND COUNCIL MEMBERS. I CAN REPORT THAT THE CITY COUNCIL CONVENED A SPECIAL MEETING AT 10 A.M. TODAY. AND AS PART OF THAT SPECIAL MEETING, THERE WAS A CLOSED SESSION TO CONSIDER ITEMS 5A, B, AND C ON THAT POSTED AGENDA. No reportable action was taken. There's no need for any further closed session this afternoon. Thank you.
0: All right.
5: Thank you. But, Uh, Mayor, uh, uh, our esteemed colleague here spent the summer vacationing. We usually require them to report back. At this
0: time, we're going to adjourn Uh, our uh, meeting uh, to a regularly (laughs) scheduled (laughs) afternoon session of the City Council to be held at 1.30 p.m. on October 17th. In the City Council Chambers. We want to know what
5: you do...